Well, do it live! Fuck it! Do it live! Welcome to the Mouthpiece, episode 62, year two. Today, we're going to talk about Super Bowl. We're going to talk about Daniel's challenge is over and done with. We're talking about my week playing poker for the first time in months. And we're going to take your phone call segments. Whatever you want to talk about, the mouthpiece is next. Welcome to the mouthpiece, episode 62, year two. Uh, How's it going, everybody? Um, Start the segment off. uh, If you haven't joined my home game and you want to play one, two, or two, four dollar, no limit hold'em, email mouthpoker at yahoo.com, mouthpoker at yahoo.com, and receive $250 in chips for $200 in my home game. So um, we have, uh, it's not, you know, we get one game a day, uh, and we have a lot of fun, and um, we have tournament, we usually run on Sunday evening at 7 every week. We're not having one this week because it's Super Bowl Sunday, and it's just um, my assistant doesn't want to deal with all the bullshit. So no tournament this week on Mouth Poker. But next week we will have a $100 tournament. So if you want to play in the home game, $250 for $250 in chips for $200, mouthpoker at yahoo.com. Okay, so uh, Super Bowl tomorrow. Um, What you guys all like? Who you like? So I've dissected this game a million times, uh, just like everybody else. Uh, and um, I was, I mean, I was betting the Chiefs. I was. But, and here comes the but, um, you, 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 they're, they're, they're without the starting left tackle and the starting right tackle. I, I just can't see that not having some kind of effect with the pass rushers that Tampa Bay has. Now, I know Mahomes gets the ball out of his hands quickly. Um, I just feel like it's going to be it's going to make a difference. Uh, will it make enough to, for Brady to win? I mean, Brady has to play like he did in the first half against Green Bay, not the second half. If he if he throws two picks, they get crushed. So um, he has to play perfect. And, uh, I mean, uh, he really had just the last Super Bowl, he was bad, but he had no receivers. I mean, the defense won them that Super Bowl. So, who knows? Um, I, uh, I'm 0 9 on my NFL playoff bets, picks in the playoffs. Um, and so, uh, whatever I pick, you can just go opposite of. Um, I've been, I've been, I've been going all in on the Chiefs for, I mean, I like Buffalo against the Chiefs because I had a dream that Buffalo won the Super Bowl, which was wrong again. Uh, and the Chiefs are probably the better team, but the Lions moved to three and a half. So yours truly is uh, going to take Tampa Bay plus three and a half. Now, I'm also, and I'm only betting like 500 because I don't bet sports anymore. I mean, that's the most I'm going to bet probably. But I'm also taking... The Chiefs, minus 10, I think plus 380 or 420 for another 500. So um, I don't think that the game, I don't think that the Chiefs are going to win between 
four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. I think they're going to crush them, or or it's going to be. Uh, I I just don't see it being a seven point game. So whatever. I'm going to put some props into. Um, probably go over on Kelsey total yards because he has to have a big game with the tackles being out. He's going to have to do some good blocking. He's going to have to kind of free himself. I think Kelsey has to have a big game for the Chiefs to have a chance. So should be a fun day. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, uh, got a bunch of friends in town um, that I play poker with um, and uh, played uh, poker all week in the Phil game. Uh, I, I got allowed back in for a week. Um and uh, I had to be on my best behavior like I always am. Of course, Phil won't say that, but that's okay. I'm doing my best, and I uh, played all week. Um, I did really well. Um, and uh, I misplayed two hands in which I gave away, literally gave away 21000 in two hands. Um, and I still had a good week, um, pretty profitable. Uh Phil said I would make this much certain amount of money in the game. I told him he was crazy, and I bet him a thousand I wouldn't make that much. And uh, I uh, almost doubled his number, so I have to pay Phil a thousand, which I'm more than happy to pay him a thousand for winning uh, as much as I did. Um, and uh, the game was good; it wasn't great. Uh, I, um, I mean, I won. Uh, one big pot really uh, won a 27k pot uh, off of Ryan Feldman with the nut flush versus a king high flush and uh, the rest were just chopping out little pots here and there and I mean I could have had a really big week if I didn't make two horrible mistakes um, I uh, got a little crazy with two nines on a seven eight five board I was up against queens that cost me uh, a lot and uh, then I decided to go crazy with nine seven of diamonds on a five eight jack two diamond board, in which I was up against a set of eight. So we run it twice every day in Phil's game, and I figured uh, I got fifteen twice twice. Uh, of course, I went over four. That cost me like seventy eight hundred. Uh, but overall, uh, it was a good week. Uh, it was good to play. Um, it took me about thought it would take me till day three of the week to really get in a groove and that's probably what it did um i was worried about not getting away from hands early because i really i haven't played any competitive poker in like five months yeah i play on my site every day with my friend with all the with all the one two guys but but i play i soft play them and i i give them action like it's another thing about you know playing if you want to play in my home game it's like like i give a lot of action there because you know they, they they like playing with me and we have a lot of fun, uh, but I don't really focus in that. So, you know, playing a little competitive poker for a week was good, um, and uh, you know, I, it was just important that I, I that I did well, and uh, I did because uh, you know that's uh, I'm just hard for me to get out of the house, and with the pandemic and my underlying conditions, it's you know it's important for me to have a chance to try and make some money and. And I appreciate Phil letting me play. So that worked out good this week. Um, and uh, crazy Phil, yeah, that crazy Phil. And um, I uh, let's see what else uh, happened this week. Uh, mm, let's talk oh, the Daniel Negreanu 
challenge is over. Uh, my net loss was 13000 Um I know people will call in and say, oh, the money monitor quarterback, you're an idiot. He never had a chance. Right, first of all, Daniel, with like 3,000 hands to go, was down 700. I don't count the last 500 he lost because I knew he was going to just be bombing every pot to try and get lucky and try and make up the difference, which which he did. So I don't count that. But it's like I told you last week, okay, you know, going into there was 4,000 hands left and Daniel was down 700. He was down minus 328 on all in EVs. If it was completely flipped and he was up 328 on all EVs, he would have been down one buy-in with 40,000, with 4,000 hands to go. So even Doug Polk, if you listen to his post-match, he said that he gave Daniel a B plus and he said that he'd probably beat anybody who played him head up that wasn't a head up specialist. And I believe him when he said that. Um, but I don't think that Daniel lost because Doug was better. I think Daniel lost because Daniel, in the, early in the match, uh, well, I agree with what Doug was saying. He was afraid to play big pots. And um, once he made the adjustment, um, it just came down to kind of luck. And, uh, you know, um, let's put it this way. If he thought, if he thought Daniel... Um, if he was that much better than him, he'd have took up he'd have took up the um, rematch in a in a second. Instead, he declined the rematch. So that's all you need to know. So for all you people out there thinking that Daniel was completely outplayed, it just wasn't a fact. Now, that's not taking anything away from Doug. I think um, Doug, from what I watched, was the better player, but not only because of his experience. I think Daniel did a lot of good things. I think Doug did a lot of good things that were. That 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 would that benefited him, but um, for people that want to, they're going to call in and tell me it was a mismatch. They're just they're just completely wrong, you know. And uh, it's just like when I talk politics, you know, Trump did a lot of things that are just that were not good for the country, but he did a lot of things that were good for the country. And if you just want to just go out and say, "Oh, Trump was the worst president ever. He did nothing good for the country," you're just wrong. Okay, you know. Just like, you know, just like they're pushing this bullshit white supremacist, fucking Trump, fucking terrorist. This is just, that's the new boogeyman. The Russia was a boogeyman for two years. Now it's white supremacist, fucking insurrectionists. If, if they want insurrectionists, they'd have gone in there and fucking shot them all. Okay. No, but not one gun went off by any Trump supporter. The only gun that went off was by the other side. So. You know, don't don't just listen to what you see on fucking the fucking fake news, fucking lying, corrupt media that we have because it's fucking corrupt. But um, listen, you know, it is what it is. So um, anyways, uh, so I had a good good week playing poker. Um, I uh, I won me a few months rent money, bill money. Uh, so it was good. Uh, it would have been a fantastic week if I wasn't an idiot because I gave away just literally gave away twenty thousand in two hands, uh, just just ridiculously terrifyingly bad spots, and uh, I, and I thought that could happen because I hadn't played in a while. Uh, but overall, um, uh, in the four days I played, I rate I gave myself I'm going to give myself a C plus playing overall. 
maybe B minus. And it's only because of of like yeah, I would play great in stretches and then I had those two breakdowns and then there was some other pots where I I gave away like two, three thousand in pans that were just easy folds. Um, and again, I, th- that's where I thought I was going to struggle. I thought I'd really struggle getting away uh, when I had, was put to in certain very big decision spots. Mm-hmm. And um, but overall, um, uh, hopefully, uh, I'll be back in the game shortly. Um, but if not, uh, whenever I get back in, I get back in. I appreciate you know Phil letting me play, but. Um, um, you know, if I'm able to get back, I, I just, you know, if I'm able to play every day, I, I really believe that e- even when I was done playing, I thought I was best player in the game for the week. I, I don't even think it was close. And I played my B minus C plus game. Uh, but, you know, it could have been a lot better if I was really sharp. And uh, you, everybody who plays poker knows, you know, to, to be sharp, you got you to gotta play every day. You know, you got to be, you got to be locked in. You got to play every day. So, um, you know. That's just pretty much going on. Um, been watching a little NBA basketball. Uh, the rumor has it that uh, the Cavs might buy out Andre Drummond, and he's going to sign with Brooklyn. If that happens, the Brooklyn Nets will win the NBA championship because they got nobody to. They have no, no, no. They got no inside to stop anybody inside. They're small as hell. They can't get a rebound. Uh, Andre Drummond would put that team over the top. So. Uh, I am considering uh, maybe making a couple thousand dollar future bet on Brooklyn because I really think they are going to get Andre Drummond and I just don't think anybody could beat that team uh, if they do. Uh, But we'll see. Uh, We're watching that, watching the Vegas Golden Knights. Unfortunately, this week the team had the coronavirus, so we didn't get any game action. They won last night 5-0. They definitely look like the second best team in hockey um i felt going into the season they were the second best team in hockey maybe or the third uh depending on uh i think colorado firepower offensively and defensively is the best team but they have they are they have no goaltending i do not believe that colorado could win the cup with grubauer and francis as their goalies uh vegas has the best goalie tandem uh but Tampa Bay, they're nine and one. They're defending champion. They've been the best team for three years. They're going to be tough. So I think I think I think Vegas will play Tampa in the Cup Finals this year. Uh, it should be interesting. But I've been watching a little bit of hockey. Um, you know, uh, this week I, I just dedicated to playing uh, in the poker game this week. Uh, like I said, and I uh, played. Uh, I mean, I played eight hours a day, sometimes ten hours a day for. I put in 40 hours this week. Um, so I worked I worked hard you know, for my money, and I did well. So that was a good week. Um, what we're going to do is um, we don't have any guests today because uh, everybody's in town for Super Bowl weekend or out of town and partying. Uh, but we'll have a guest next week. Uh, I have, uh, I'll have i be advertising that this week. Who we're going to have, I've already talked to a few people. I don't want to mention their names without... Uh, until I get confirmed, but there'll be a couple of really good guests on this week or next week, and uh, and uh, then we'll talk about uh, you know what's going on uh, in the world uh, next week, and we'll talk about the Super Bowl and how they ended up being. But you know, today I want to uh, we're going to open the phone lines up early. 
Uh, we're going to see uh, what people want to talk about. Uh, probably Super Bowl. Um, and, uh, you know, we'll talk about whatever they want to talk about. I really haven't been watching anything with politics, um, which is probably why I'm in such a good mood. Uh, but I got all my friends in town. Uh, another friend coming to visit me tonight. Uh, so uh, being around people is healthy. Um, my I've been a little bit of pain lately. My knee's kind of hurting. Um, seems like uh, I don't sleep good. Uh, whenever I don't sleep good, I'm in pain. Uh, but I'm, uh, I started a diet like eight days ago. I broke it one day because I got stoned and ate Taco Bell. Uh, I was pretty ashamed of myself. I was doing so good too. I was eating just grilled chicken and sushi with no rice and then I smoked a little pot and I got the munchies so try and uh, stay away from that now you know I only smoke pot at night time when I'm going right when I'm going to sleep because I take like one hit and it uh, I got me off sleeping pills so I haven't been on sleeping pills in like two years and I tell you what smoking uh, taking one hit a night of pot is much healthier for you than sleeping pills if you need to go to sleep so you know um but we'll see what happens with that. I, 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 it'd be nice if I could sleep and I wouldn't even smoke pot, you know, because I don't even like doing that. I mean, I don't smoke pot to get high. I smoke pot to go to sleep. So anyways, um, let's open up the phone line, see who wants to call in today. Um, let's do it. The mouthpiece. If you'd like to take part in our phone call segment, you can give us a call at 702-329-0480. And if you're a snowflake or a pussy and you don't want to talk to me, you can email me at mouthpiecepodcast at gmail.com. Also, follow me at the Mouth Mattiso on Twitter for times that our call-in segment will be live. 702-329-0480. Call in live, whatever you want to talk about. We're here. We're here. We want to hear what you have to say today. Call us, 702-329-0480. What's up? Welcome to the Mouthpiece. This is Mike. Hey, Mike. This is Ricky. What's up, Ricky? What's going on? Where are you How from? you doing? I'm calling from Jacksonville, Florida. What's up? Oh, good place to be, man. Uh, not yeah, it's much, raining man. and cold right now, so. Yeah, <laughs> I heard it's supposed to be raining for the Super Bowl, they said. And it's supposed to be like wind. Now, who, who's that's going to favor Tampa Bay, too, right? I don't know because I'm staying at home. I caught COVID last year, and it yeah. cost me my job. So well, I'm not sucks. going anywhere until I get vaccinated. Yeah, me neither. Yeah. Well, you've already had it. So like the chance of you getting it again are like one in like 10 million. So I wish I mean, I wish I I don't want to get it because I don't want to get sick. But I I wish I don't want it. Trust me. I've had two friends that have had it and now they could go out wherever they want and not have to worry about getting it again. I mean, you yeah, it's possible to get it again, but very, very, very few and far between. But whatever. But yeah, you're smart. Well, if our if our gutter trash piece uh clueless governor has his way we all we'd all be dead yeah well i, I so think you clueless. I, and i i think he's the best governor in the united states so that's that goes to show you what i think i mean he's gotten more people <laughs> vaccinated than any other state in the country you know 
I mean, he's, yeah, but he's got people who are he, he's only got the senior citizens and. I've sent tweets and I'm, I've, I've said my piece. Well, it's, like, listen, the rollout has citizens. Yeah. Well, I, listen, it's it's been a complete clusterfuck. And of course, you know who they blame. It's Trump's fault. Everything's Trump's fault. But the bottom line is, is Trump got fucking Operation Warp Speed. He got the vaccine out eight months before anybody said they could get it out. They called him a liar. They said it was impossible. He got 100 million doses out to these fucking dumbass, stupid fucking governors that are clueless. And if you think because DeSantis is bad, he you could see the fucking, the, 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 the moron that we got here, fucking Sisiolak. He's as clueless as can be. Gavin Newsom's the absolute worst in California. And, uh, I mean, I literally, I was driving by the airport like a week ago, and on both sides, driving to this restaurant and driving back in the airport bypass, uh, it said, vaccinate Nevada, you idiot, Sisiolak, in big lit up, big lit up billboards. So if you think, if you think you, uh, DeSantis is bad, I mean, this motherfucker here, he's completely clueless. Yeah. But whatever. <laughs> so, Mike, I got a question. Sure. Have, have you ever played at the um, Jacksonville Best Bet during the WPT when they first opened that, you know, opened that particular tournament up? I did not. I played in – okay, so right before my injury – so I got my injury in 2014, but I was down there in 2013. That was right after they made – they changed the uh, the $100 buy-in laws uh, in 2012, I think it was. And so I played at the Hard Rock. Uh, I played in a cash game, 8 1600 mix. I made like 180 And then I finished 51st in the tournament uh, on one bullet. But that was a tournament that Bonama was in 11 bullets and got sec- second for a million. And uh, that's why I'm so against rebuy. It's a re-entry. I'm like, they, they had literally uh, uh, satellited like 240 people in that tournament. And uh, how'd you like to have to have to bust Bonamo 11 times? You know, you see a guy get... Rebuys and... Yeah. You see a guy get... It's a scam, by the way. <laughs> it's a scam. It's, it's not real poker. It's so unfair. You want... Tournaments are to equal out the playing field, Okay. And when they start giving re-entries, all it does is favor the good players, you know. And they and they have unlimited money. Rich, they'll they'll stick it in in all forty percents. They'll stick it in thirty eight percents, trying to get lucky and double up to get a stack. And it's just not. I, I'm very against it. So uh, it's something that needs to be fixed in poker. So would you consider coming down here to Jacksonville and playing in the WPT? I'm not sure, sure if they still have that particular tournament going. I haven't been to the poker room Listen, in so about I'm, two or three years. Uh, I'm in the midst of signing a deal uh, where I'm going to go tour all these new um, these new poker clubs in Texas. That's Right now, Texas is the po- going to be the poker capital of the world because they have legalized these poker rooms. Now, you're not allowed to take a rake. What they do is they charge everybody like 40 bucks or 50 bucks to enter, and uh, and you can play as long as you like. And so they're packing these rooms, and um, uh, I'm going to be uh, – I just uh, – in the middle of dealing with, doing a contract with a guy uh, where I'm going to hit about six places in Texas – um, and which they're paying me to show up and they're giving me buy-ins of the tournaments, plus giving me hotels and stuff and airfare and everything. So uh, they want to start doing it in April. I told them I need, I'm need i not doing it until I get the vaccine. 
because uh, I um, I have underlying conditions and I can't afford to get sick. So we'll just see how that goes. Yeah, I have health, health issues myself. Some of them were brought on by my first bout with COVID. But um, yeah. if you ever get a chance to come down here to Jacksonville, Florida, and we got two poker rooms. We have one in Regency Square and another one in Orange Park. Yeah. Um, they call it the Orange Park Kennel Club. When yeah, I mean, I've been to... I've been to the, the Kennel Club in Daytona. Uh, I've been to Tampa. I've been uh, I, I've never been to the Jacksonville one that I can remember. And if I was, I just don't remember it. No, it's possible I have. If but... you get a chance to come to the one in Orange Park, the one in Orange Park is way better than the one in Regency. Yeah, right. not that it, I'm not complaining about the fact that I've never won a game at the poker room in Re, at Regency, but uh, if you take a look at both. <laughs> Um, the in, in, indoor structure and how the you know how how everything is set up between each room, then the one in Orange Park is way better than the one in Regency. Gotcha. The food is better. The women are better. But yeah. you didn't hear that from me. No, that's all good, man. <laughs> Listen, I, I so mean... one more question. Go ahead. Yes. One more question. What are your thoughts on the Doug Polk versus Daniel Negronu? Um, thing? Well, do you uh, think that they could have waited until everything could have been televised, or do you, well, do you there, think that there, I got the heebie-jeebies? I think I think that um, I think that uh, I think they both should have showed their whole cards. Um, it would have been a, it would have been a, no advantage for anybody. Because watching it was boring as fuck, um, and I think uh, I think that the match was much closer than the result. Final results. Um, the last 500k, Daniel was just blasting, trying to get lucky to get himself back in the match. That's all. But like I said, he was down 682 with 4,000 hands to go, and um, it, and Doug was. Daniel was down three hundred twenty-eight thousand in all in EVs. If Daniel was up three hundred twenty-eight thousand in all in EVs instead of down three twenty-eight in all in EVs, Daniel would have been down forty thousand. So, um, for people to think that Doug crushed him, they're wrong. Even Doug said it. If you listen to his post-match uh, uh, fifty-minute thing yesterday, he said he gave Daniel an overall grade of like B plus. He said that he'd probably beat anybody head up except for people that have played head up for a living. So, um, you know, he, he gave him a lot of respect. And, and he even said the match is a lot closer than people think. And it was, you know. So people think that it was just this big mismatch. It just wasn't, you know. So it just, uh, you know, it just sucks that with uh, eight 9,000 hands to go, Daniel was only down 480,000. And he won five days in a row. And, uh you know, I really felt that uh, that he was going to get. I thought he and he never got closer than that, and I was a little disappointed. I mean, I ended up putting another thousand on him with eight thousand hands to go because I saw them swinging. You know, they're swinging like three three hundred thousand a day. I mean, Daniel wins two days in a row. He's out in front. You know, then maybe he changes his strategy and starts limping buttons and cuts the variance down to where he's in the game with you know a thousand hands to go. You know what I mean? There was a, a lot of yeah. Things I, I was on. disappointed too. They could have, they could have televised it. They could have waited until it was safe to televise it. Mm. Um, it was hard to watch on the channels that yeah. 
they were streaming on because you got these idiot yeah. people trying to call, trying to um, uh, call the action, and they're clueless as to what yeah. they're doing. So yeah, I mean, that kind of ruined it. I too. mean, watching some of these people, I'm like, some of the things that some people would say at times, I'm just like, what planet are these people watching in poker? Like, like I can't tell you. I, again, I I'm not trying to brag or anything because I don't do that, but. I'm just given this God-given talent where I'm able to see things people don't see. I don't need GTO to tell me. I have instincts. And, like, like there'll be, like, ten times Daniel would call on the river, and I'm like, don't call your beat. And all ten he was beat. Then there was times that that uh, I said to myself, don't call here, Doug, if you call your beat. And all ten times, like, Doug would call, he'd be beat. And it's like, you can't teach that. You can't teach instincts. And if I decide to go out of my way and learn all this fucking GTO bullshit, which to me, I I don't even know if I need, but let's just say I I do it just so I know what other people are doing. I mean, I could end up being the best player in the world again because my instincts, I'll take my instincts and card reading over any fucking body in the world. I, and that's that's just what I am, and I'll take that. Now, am I, am I as as educated as they? No, I mean I've I've never even ran a sim. I've never ran a sim in No Limit Hold'em, and I, I'm being honest. Like, yeah, we got to get going. This limit. I've never ran it, but 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 I've uh, I think I won like ninety percent of my sessions over the last like two years. So I don't need a sims. I I, I just I'm gifted. So you know, with that said. Uh, We'll see what happens. So I appreciate the call, and uh, I appreciate. All right, I appreciate the talk. You're welcome. Have a good one. Have a great weekend. Later. All right. Thank you. Bye. Yeah. Hello. What up? Welcome to Mouthpieces, Mike. How's it going? Hey, what's going on, man? How are you? I'm good, man. What are you up to? Um, I'm just chilling. I'm sitting at the home watching TV, getting right. ready for tomorrow's football game. Who you like? Ah, well, I'm a don't 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 be upset with me, but my my favorite team's a high school football team, mm-hmm. the Philadelphia Eagles. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That's kind of how they played all year. Oh, they were an atro- uh, they were they were an embarrassment. That was yeah. They were my friend, my my agent, uh, Rich Belsky is a diehard. Um, he's a diehard Eagle fan, but you know, do I think that they should have fired the coach? I don't. Okay, I I mean, the guy won him a Super Bowl. He got him to the playoffs with the with three straight years with an injured quarterback. I mean, here's the thing: is this about the Eagles, right? Yes, Carson Wentz was terrible this year. But, like, it's so amazing how everybody's throwing him away. They forget the last five games of the season last year, he he played at an MVP level to get them in the playoffs, and then he got injured so he couldn't play in the playoff game. This guy, Carson Wentz, has literally brought them. He had an MVP season the year they won the Super Bowl. They won't give him the credit, but they don't win a Super Bowl without Carson Wentz. So, yes, did he— you're did, exactly right. Did he regress this year? Yes. Okay. But is it his fault or is it the fault that the fucking offensive line was decimated by injuries? And 
yeah, the other quarterback looked better when they brought him in because he's mobile. Okay, but that doesn't. It's not. It's not his fault. He's a pocket passer, and 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 the fucking he dropped back to pass and he he got sacked before he could move. You know. Well, see what a lot of these left-sided Eagle fans that like are bashing Carson Wentz, mm-hmm. which is so ridiculous. I mean, you're bashing this guy because he he turned the ball over a lot. Well, yeah. hello. Peyton Manning, who is one of the best quarterbacks to ever play the game, yeah. I watched this quarterback shred my defense for years. Right. And he had seasons where he threw over 20 interceptions. So, you know, it, it they don't look at the big picture. And you know what? It sucks. I think this week we're going to hear some very bad news that Carson Wentz is either going to go to the Colts or the He's Broncos. going to the Colts. He's and, going to the Colts. Going to the Colts. That's where I think he's going to no, go. No, he's going to the and Colts. You know There's no way he's not going every to the Colts. Eagles, They're all going to – just like they ran Andy like. Reid out of town, they're going to fucking regret mm-hmm. running Carson Wentz out of town. You mark my word. Yeah. Andy Reid, I mean – Andy um, Reid's now the best coach he, in football, okay? And he's yeah, adapted. Here, I think the problem is, if you really look at it with the Eagles, it's Howie. He is – First of all, in what, 59 draft picks, he only has one player go to the, go to the Pro Bowl? That was Carson Wentz. So, yeah. first of all, I don't know what's going to happen in the draft. I'll tell you my point. We better draft Micah Parsons because we haven't drafted a linebacker, and that's one of the biggest I mean, points on our defense we don't have. I, I think but they need an offensive. I, I, think, I think they got to go offensive lineman first. I mean, no, 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 because they got Brooks coming back and Lane Johnson. Yeah, I guess I, you're right. They're, they're, and they're, then Malata, and yeah. Malata, he's he's a stud, the rugby player. Yeah, he's a stud. I that mean, they were the, the offensive back. line was just decimated by injuries. That's all. Oh yeah, from injuries. But listen, we, if they, they, if they need to get a, if they take the they quarterback, need to get a center. Did they take the quarterback from fucking Oklahoma that fucking was benched for Tua is going to be. Yeah, I mean, I yeah. Is he got? Does he look a lot? He's come a long ways, and he works hard. But he's just not a better quarterback than Carson Wentz. I'm sorry. Well, no, he's not not arm talent, and that you got basically he had a 26 percent completion rate on the run. Yeah, Carson Wentz on the run was number one in the NFL. Yeah. Well, with my, his horrendous year, and here's look the, at it up. It's crazy. And here's the thing about it's, the the Eagles, right? My friend told me when Carson Wentz tore his ACL. And then they gave him all that money. He said that was a waste of money because Carson Wentz, one of his biggest, well, yeah, he was a great pocket passer, but he was able to escape and get out of the pocket and run. And it looks like he's just slowed down. It, it just looks like the, the, the ACL. But I think he's yeah. going to play with a trip on his shoulder. I, I think he's going to be good. I think that, that, that Reich knows he was so great with Reich as his offensive coordinator. I think that... Well, first of all, Indianapolis is going to have to give up a number one and a number three. They're going to have to give up the late first-round pick that they have plus a third-round pick. Um, And uh, and I think – I don't know what the Eagles are going to do. It should be interesting. No, neither neither do I. But what I wanted to call you about is because you kind of jumped with this Brooklyn Nets stuff. They can get whoever they want. That defense – that, that who's terrible. coming out of the East is the Sixers. I'm telling. I you agree that. with you. I'm with you. The Sixers are coming out of the East. 
I agree with you 100%. That look how look how well Daryl Morey put this team together, right? He fucking like yep. what what the uh, the the GM last year was so bad. You what did he do? He surrounded them with shooters, right? He put in mm-hmm. and defense. He brought Dwight Howard in defensively. He got Danny Green who's a phenomenal on-ball defender, right? And they brought Seth Curry in. And now you got people who yep. could shoot around a playmaker uh like Simmons and and bleed I mean, right now, Embiid is six and a half to one to win MVP, and it's going to be he, him or LeBron. He's the best in the NBA right now. I he, think it's him or LeBron. Well, it's, let me, yeah. No, no, no. Don't get that wrong. LeBron's the best in the NBA every year. If they really oh, yeah, wanted to, yeah. if they want to the give out the man. MVP, LeBron would have 18 of them, okay? The guy's yeah. the best player the best that ever man. fucking lived. They could take their Jordan. They could take – I've watched them all. This motherfucker is the best that ever lived. He's been the ten finals at last in the last eleven years or whatever, nine out of ten or something. Come on. Dude, he brought that That's why they changed out half the team three years him. ago. They, they 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 changed out half the team of the trade deadline. He got him to the finals. LeBron is so good. But I do think Well you're seeing you're seeing a mature Indeed. Absolutely. He's what, 27 he's, years old? He, not even. I, he, he's, he's not even 27. Mature. He came into the league yeah. six years ago. He came out after one. he had the one season, then he took the one season off. So he's he's like 26, right? This coming, He's coming into his prime. He's 27. Whatever. He's, because he's three, he's three years, I he, think, ahead of He's uh, Shaquille O'Neal with a jump shot, okay? Yeah. He's with fucking unbelievable. And uh, I agree with you. Who gets to the free throw line like 15 yeah. times a game. But You can't beat a team like that. I agree. But if they get Andre Drummond, okay, they have nobody I'm that gonna, can fuck. They have nobody that can rebound the ball right now. And they have no defense. I'm going to tell you this. Hmm. What's going to happen is the Sixers are going to hit the new. The, in a seven-game series, the Sixers are going to hit the Brooklyn Nets with the 2-3 zone. Having the yeah. Seibel and having Ben Simmons up top, I don't give a crap who you got. Yeah, I, I think if we try playing them man on man, mm-hmm. yeah, they're going to have nobody for Embiid, but it, we're going to get beat in certain areas. So I guarantee you, you're going to see that two three zone. And I mean, we shut Indiana down what for six minutes with that two three zone. Mm-hmm. You know what? Listen, when Dwight Howard said I'm staying with the Lakers and then retweeted five minutes later he was going to Philly, I mean, he was going to Philly because he knew. Listen, the team, Daryl Morey has constructed this team beautifully. And I think think chemistry-wise, they have the best. I think they have the best chemistry, and I think they are the team that's coming out of the East. I agree with you. That's the one thing that I I have not – uh, I, I noticed right away. But if, they, if Brooklyn gets Andre Drummond, if Brooklyn gets Andre Drummond, everything changes. I mean, now they got now they got someone. They got nobody can rebound the ball. Every time they miss, it's a fast break the other way for somebody, and they take so many threes. But if they got if they get Andre Drummond, it's a game changer. Trust me when I tell yeah, you. Yeah, but the only thing that I disagree, what I don't like about the Nets is there's no way in hell you have James Harden and you have Kevin Durant. Why in the hell is Kyrie Irving taking thirty shots a game? Because Those he's a, two should be because that motherfucker's been a ball hog his whole life, 
And mm-hmm. the only day, the only year he wasn't a ball hog was the year they won the title with fucking LeBron. And he hate, and he couldn't stand it because he wanted to be the man. So he went to Boston. Yep. I want to be the man. I want to be the man cool. in Boston. And he fucking took thirty shots a game and was terrible. And they, and they were better when he was not in the game. And then he's like, I want to retire, Boston. And then he ran off like a pussy. He's mental. The guy thinks the earth is flat. That's all you need to know. You don't need to know anything yeah, else. Yeah, that, 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 that was pretty funny that he said that. I, hey, uh, we got, we got other know. calls, man, so I got to go. Um, all right, man. I appreciate the call. Good chat. And uh, good chatting with you. Take care. Later. Yep. That was good chat. Hello? Welcome to the mouthpiece. This is Mike. Hey, Mike. This is Chris from Washington. This is my second time calling you. Hey, Chris. How's um, so uh, I watched the whole Danny Underground Doug Poke um, thing, and one of my, my insights that I feel was that Daniel let Doug off way too many times on the turn in river, like he did, where he had like say, top hair. He he didn't raise. He didn't listen. This is my, I don't want to like question it. Okay, my strategy would have been limping a lot of buttons, um, and and pot controlling instead of. And then one thing I'll agree with what Doug said in the post match: Daniel three bet light way too much light. He was three betting way too light. You know, like 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 his like the small pocket pairs. Why are you three betting small pocket pairs? I mean, they just for what reason? You know, when you got a guy that never folds like Doug and goes to the river, you want to fucking if a guy, if you got a guy that never folds, how do, how do you play against a guy like that? You keep the pot small. When you have a hand, you inflate the pots, and until he realizes that you fucking have it every fucking hand, then then you start three betting them. You know what I'm saying? But Daniel was trying to fight fire with fire and, and super ag- – I, I just disagreed with it. And I just felt like he wasn't check-raising enough on the turn. I thought that he he, he just didn't play the tur- – like Doug Doug check-raised Daniel so much on the turn and bombed the river. I, it was ridiculous. So, yeah. you know. But again, yeah, I totally agree. You know, it, it, again, the the, the, the we're not going to count the last four thousand hands because Daniel was just trying to get lucky and increase the pots. But if you, like I said, if you go, even if you take the fact that going in the last four thousand hands, he was down six eighty two, right, and he was up down three twenty eight and all in EVs. If Daniel was up three twenty eight and all in EVs, you're talking about a thirty thousand dollar difference. So as much as the things that we're talking about that we I think we both agree that Daniel was didn't do so well. The you know if if the all in EVs are flipped, it's an even match. So you know it's just that's just what it was. I'm just being anybody could call me and tell me different. They're just wrong. Okay, I mean you, this, that's just it. Yeah. You know again, Daniel tried to put make things happen with four thousand hands to go. He knew he had to fucking put. He had to win like two hundred a day, and uh, he was gambling. You know, but that's I don't count that as you know, what his problems, you know, just it yeah. is what it is. Now, if it was you, wouldn't you a few of those times where Daniel had the absolute nuts and he checked on the river, wouldn't you have made a bet knowing that occasionally Doug's Daniel always fucking calls. Blow? Daniel, or Doug always calls. So I'd have been, I, Daniel did way too, now, wh- yeah, did he have, did Doug bluff it off a lot? Yeah, but 
you know, um, there's the thing is, is Daniel needed to bomb the turn, and then when Doug would call, and Daniel would have the nuts. Now he could check on the river because now it looks like he's scared, and Doug would always go for it. Uh, I just, you know, I just didn't think he did enough um, deception. Okay, like yeah, the GTO people say never limp the button. I disagree. Okay, I just why why not limp strong? Like, like he 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 never should have been put in a spot where he was swinging two hundred fifty thousand a day. You know what I'm saying? He mm-hmm. could have limped buttons, just flat called, like missed the flop, just check fold. You know, and. You lose a six, eight, lose nine hundred, lose nine hundred, lose nine hundred, lose nine hundred. Now you three bet forty three hundred. Doug never folded. I mean, like you could literally win yeah. one out of eight pots and be shown and be in profit. Um, I thought Daniel played well, but I thought that there wasn't enough deception, um, and uh, I thought that that once he got stuck a big number, he had he had to you know he had to make the pots big. But I thought early on he he, he just. I mean, he just he found himself just calling in spots that were just hopeless. And even he yeah. stopped. Then when he stopped doing that, and he went two thousand hands without really being all in, he picked up like three hundred grand. But then Doug Doug made an adjustment on that. You know what I mean? And then then Doug would open the match back up. Then Daniel would make an adjustment, and the, and it. I don't know, man. When you're sitting there in labs and you're studying every fucking hand, that's not even poker. Man, I want to play poker. Yeah. Play with me. Let's go play live, me and somebody, like where you don't get to study shit. I get to look you in the fucking face, and let's see how you do. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? So. Yeah, totally. I mean, I I just felt like, you know, I've, I've watched Daniel for years, and it, it, he didn't. He seemed like he was trying to play Doug's game instead of occasionally throwing he did. his style. Where, That's what he did. He basically know? learned G, perfect GTO. So basically all he was doing is playing, playing Doug at Doug's game, but except Doug's got like an extra, what, 500,000 extra hands of it? Yeah. yeah. I mean, so how are you going to beat somebody at his own game? You got to use your own imagination. You got to use your own deception. You got to use your own reading skills. You know what I mean? I, I agree with you. I think you hit it right on the nose. And, uh, but again, even with all, everything that we're saying, the match was, was really a lot closer. Than the, oh, I found it interesting. I just thought, you know, it seemed like Doug was definitely going for thin value, I guess they call it, or, you know, betting weaker pairs. Doug, Doug and always got Daniel the value. Around. Doug always got the extra value, and Daniel always checked back. And that was another big mm-hmm. difference. Um, but it, again, even with the things that we're saying that we didn't like that Daniel did, um, the ma- take away again. Um, don't count the last four thousand ma- hands because Daniel was just trying to make something happen. You take away, you flip the all-in EVs with twenty-one k hands in to three twenty-eight Daniel's way instead of three twenty-eight Doug's way, and Daniel's down forty grand. So that's just the way you got to oh, look yeah. at it. You know, you got to be. You can't just sit there and say, "Ah, oh, you don't know what you're talking about, Mike." But that's just a fact. <laughs> okay, flip the all-in EVs in three twenty-eight Daniel's way. And you're talking about the match is is dead even. So, you know, that's it. Well, thanks for your response. And, uh, you're very welcome, man. And have thanks a good for the mouthpiece. You too. Have a good weekend. Later. Bye. All right. Got a lot of people listening. Saturday afternoon, good time, I guess, to have a, have a podcast.
Well, up to the mouthpiece is Mike. What's up, bro? It's Gypsy Frank. How's it going? What's up, Gypsy Frank? How you been, man? Uh, not bad, bro. Just chilling out. Yeah. Uh, Who you got in the Super Bowl? Been playing. Man, to be honest, I was talking about that earlier. Um, it's tough, it, but I guess I'd have to bet with the home field advantage and shit. I'd have to I mean, they, now that it's now that it's three and a half, they they're gonna get my money too. I was going to bet the Chiefs, yeah, that but... that makes a huge difference. And you're talking about three and a half on the road, so they're basically saying that they're six-point favorites over Tampa Bay. Exactly. I don't see that. Yeah. I mean, you're talking about a team the last eight weeks of the year didn't win a game, didn't win one game by more than six. Matter of fact, the only game they won by more than six was against Buffalo, and that's because the coach from Buffalo is an idiot kicking field goals every time he's up the two-yard line. I mean... If the fucking Buffalo guy went for it on every fourth down at the two, I mean, I don't know if they win the game, but they'd have had a chance. I mean, they acted like, oh, I think we'll just put our defense out there and we'll just stop the best quarterback that ever fucking lived in fucking Mahomes. Like, like, what were they thinking? Good luck. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um. You got any questions? What's the question for me? Yeah, Yeah. some poker shit, bro. I've been playing. Um. A lot of um, I got a room here in town. So you were talking about Texas and shit. So I lived in Houston recently for about a year, and um, I was playing a lot of uh, poker out there. So the way it's set up, is, yeah. Tell um, me how it works, sir. So you pay a uh, entry fee each time. So how you much? Get like a yearly membership to the joint. Um, well, it's twenty bucks to walk in. And the yearly membership is what a thousand bucks. Yeah, probably something like that. And yeah. then um, you could uh, you pay fifteen dollars per hour per player at the table. Oh, so they they come so by like a timed rake. So it's just a loophole, basically. So they're not accepting. Um, you so know, what, they're not taking a rake, so it's legal. Okay, so what do they what they do is they come by and they take fifteen dollars from everybody's stack, or what do they no, do? No, they give every they give everyone a card, and you can't pay for time with chips. So oh, and then uh, you hand them your card every hour, and they take it off of your your card for fifteen. Well, bucks. They, you know the, the the table you're at has a um. Sorry, I got my baby in the car. Uh, right. You swipe it or whatever, and it keeps a log of how long you're at the table, and gotcha. you have an account with money on it. So it's pretty cool that way. Uh, they opened up one of those spots here in um, Atlanta I've been playing at recently, and the games got pretty juicy. Right. Um, I wanted to ask you about, so I've been playing a, a lot of 2-5, 1-3, 2-5. Okay. It doesn't have much difference um, as far as the dynamic from the 1-3 to 2-5. I agree. But, um, I realize, man, I've been playing since I was like 13, 14, whatever, online, and um, I haven't really progressed much in the last five six years because of um i guess like the quality of players i'm playing against and uh, i realized when i'm playing if i'm not like in the really mood to grind then my a game i'm not on playing my a game i'm playing my a game i'm paying attention to positions and stuff uh, combo draws yeah when i play when i'm playing my one when i'm playing my one two dollar game i mean i don't pay attention i just I don't even try and steal from them. I mean, I, I mean, if they if they beat me a pot and get lucky on me, I'm like, I'll, I'll fuck with them and I'll say, uh, all right, motherfuckers, now I'm gonna give you my A game, and then I just start, I just start, just attacking them for a little bit. But you know, they're my players in my home game, so I'm pretty nice to them. But yeah, uh, if you're not focused, I know what you're saying, dude, and uh, you got to be focused, you know, and you got to be in the mood to play, you know. 
But don't knock yourself for not progressing, you know. It's like some people in poker, they want to get better, 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 and they want to play against better players and play higher stakes or whatever. Um, But my my, my thought process is, is like... It's it's really not. It's just about always finding the best game, um, and uh, I w- I used I had the biggest ego for years. Um, I think around two thousand and ten, I kind of changed it. Two thousand eleven, but but uh, bef- you know you, now it's like find me the best game, uh, whatever the limit is. It's all about making money, and you always want to be. It ain't about playing the best. It ain't about playing the best people in the world. It's about playing fish cakes yeah when them guys play the when them guys play the 10k aria fucking high roller tournaments every day it's just they're just trying to see whose dick's bigger because none of them nobody's better than any of them okay the the money's going to go round and round and round and that's just what's going to happen so it's just in poker it's about you know i mean if you teach everybody how to play there ain't going to be no money to be made so uh it's already tough it's getting really it's already gotten really tough so uh you know, I used to, to me it well, was. You, a, talked, a, you said game selection. Can I give you an example for a second? Sure. So uh, I played a session last night. What I've been doing actually is uh, so the room closes at like two thirty, three o'clock in the morning. So I'll actually on Saturdays and uh, Friday, Saturdays I'll go like at around eleven thirty. Everyone's been drinking and whatnot. Smart. And um, so game selection. I played one uh, three last night instead of two five because there was just a drunk moron. You know, I hate to talk bad about him, but no. he had like thirteen, fourteen hundred in front of him. And he, um, a seat opened up and he was to my direct, um, right. So I just abandoned strategy, you know, like a normal strategy I would play. And I basically played 80% of my hands that he was in. And when there's a drunk idiot in the with, game, I call their raises with any two fucking cards that connect. Like, I'm not, call, I mean, if, it, exactly if it's five, seven off, play. six, eight off, so I'm calling any two cards that connect because. I know the guy's going to get, I can stack them, you know? So that's a good strategy Absolutely. to have. That's so funny you say that. So, yeah. you know, uh, I had 6-9, he makes it 25 on the cutoff. I'm on the button. I flat, flop is a uh, 6-7 deuce. Um, he C bets for like $60, was was an over bet to the pot. I okay. flat, turn into 6, and uh, he leads for 100. Yeah. So um, it brought a flush draw, but I wasn't very worried about it. So I, I would have just called. There. I, I, thought call. about I like the flat. I like the flat. I like the flat. So I... So uh, the the river actually put me in a tough spot. So the river was a total break. Uh, he bet 100, I flat. Um, I'm like 800 effective at that time at yep. the point of the river, and he has me covered. So the river, um, he bets out 100 again. So um, I'm um, thinking he could have 7, 8, 7, 9. Somewhere I, I, would, I would have made it. Th- I'd have made it 300. I mean, well, if he, he bets out another hundred. I made it two seventy-five exactly. Yeah, That's perfect. Say that. yeah. I make it two seventy-five, and then he instantly regems on me. Oh wow! And uh, I'm like, oh fuck, uh, yeah. Does he have no. six deuce here or six seven? I mean, and I thought about my holdings as far as combo draws and stuff. But he's well, a, um, but the, the thing is, is he's is a drunk idiot. So it's like you're just gonna call him. You know what I mean? You get, but you don't like when they three bet you there. You're like, if the guy's not a drunk idiot, it's like you're beat like ninety percent of the yeah, time. Yeah, I'm like but, fuck my life exactly. Exactly. When he all in. I'm like fuck me. Did he you win? Six, deuce, six, seven. But I have six nine, and I don't. You know, I don't see why he would play queen six king. Six, eight, uh, maybe a six. I think you. So I'm going to say you won. I'm going to go on the limb and say you won the pot. Well, absolutely. So I call. <laughs> he turns over six, eight, and I'm just like, great, awesome. Oh wow! I so you did six, have a six. So you know, again, so uh, we were right when we said uh, 
you know, when, like I said, when they three bet you on the river, it's like, you, you, that's the only hand you beat. <laughs> but he was a drunk Yeah, I threw open so. my mouth a little bit, but yeah. I, can't, I can never fold him that not to the Not to that guy. Yeah, that's, that's smart. Yeah, but, you know, don't don't knock yourself for not progressing. As long as you're playing in spots where you're the best player, it's all that matters. You know what I mean? Now, if you want to put the work in, I, you know, I heard you, you had a baby in the background, so you probably have a new baby and a wife. You, you know, you don't really want to have time. Well, I got to, three kids. Yeah. 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 I'm not interested. Yeah. In yeah. You want to just make, in. yeah, you want to make the extra money and, uh, you know, take care of the family. So, you know, I, I'm fine. Well, it's with just that. one of those hobbies I can't shake. It's like, even if I'm, I go on a downswing and I lose 10 grand or whatever, it's like, yeah. I, I've been playing poker for 15, 18 years and I'm not going to quit. You know what I mean? So yeah. I'd like to be able to, you know, be one of the best players at the table. Man. And um, I've realized a lot of flaws I had in my game because one of the games I play in, it's a weekly 2-5, five, 5-5, five, five, it'll either run, mm-hmm. and it's streamed. Right. And um, I've realized a lot of the ranges I'm putting people on are totally off after watching the live stream afterwards, yeah. and I need to reevaluate, um, you know, yeah. how I'm perceiving uh, well, people's images and it's, shit. It's, it's, it's the most important thing. So, like, like when I say I play live, right, it's like I get a good image, like, People think I'm the tightest player in the world, okay? And what I do is I set my image really tight. And uh, once I, I I watch everybody, I watch the way they put chips in. I watch who they attack, whose blinds they're attacking. Once, I, once I'm comfortable with that, I just start three-betting them. I start bomb. I mean, and it's all oh, my cast to have it. He's so tight. And before they knew it, I, before they know it, I robbed 30000 from him. So... You know, it's right, uh, exactly. in poker, there's two ways to play. You could play fast and a lot of pots, and you're going to play of high variance of poker, right? Or you could play really tight, set up an image, and just play a low variance and just start robbing them. I think to, for, for well, me... I, I originally played online tournaments, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? So I have a tournament background, and just like right. playing super tight, uh, I played a lot of sit-and-goes and shit. It's just not in my nature. So um, right. I wanted to ask you about this, about the betting t- I've seen you talk about bet sizing is so huge, but um, so we, we play two five 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 one three. So we have five dollar chips, dollar chips, twenty fives, uh, mm-hmm. which are green, and then hundred dollar blacks. Have you ever noticed um, when people are um, the the denomination of chips that they put in the pot using it as a tell? Like sometimes when they're bluffing or betting light, All, they'll use always. their red chips and a couple green. Instead of throwing their black chips out, it's like they only save their higher denomination chips when they also, want um, as much as, value. As much as people try and be fundamentally correct, also you'll notice people will throw their chips out forward, sideways, splash, and and if you pay attention to them, you'll because see most people are not paying attention. Okay, like you have the really good, right. like you have the the the. Uh, the robot pros that are always paying attention, but 90% of people you play with, you're going to pick up when they're strong or weak. And um, I mean, I'm born with that. So I I can't say you're going to, but I believe you will. And um, it's just a different game. I don't, I don't need, uh, I don't need GTO and all that bullshit to be to be a great winning player. All I need to do is pay attention to the game Pay attention to what's going on, and uh, and that's it. What's up, Kizzo? Yeah, we have a different, uh, you know, obviously you play higher stakes than I do, and you don't have to be a pro to beat the games I'm playing in. I think just, like, a number one fundamental value to realize is, like, people at these stakes fucking hate folding. So don't bluff idiots no and value bet super thin. 
No, you're gonna win it. When you got play, players that don't like to fold, you know, just play tighter and just shove it up their ass. I mean, and then if they think you have it every hand, then just start bluffing them. So, you know, that's my balance. You yeah. know, I don't. Uh, I love. I love the fact that the games I play and they think when I fucking put more than put a lot of thought into if I put twenty big blinds in the pot, I have it every time. I mean, they. <laughs> I have this old saying: if you think you're running over a good player, you better reevaluate your game because you're not. True story. Okay? Yeah. So. Anyways, man, I appreciate the call. Well, hey, man. Um, and yeah, uh, who you like in the Super Bowl? Did I, ask, did I ask you who you like in the Super Bowl? Tampa. Tampa. All right, Tampa buddy. over Gronk. Brock, uh, scoring the first touchdown. All right. Sounds good, man. Thanks for the call. Take care. Bye. Peace, bro. Bye. All right. All right. So we are um, in a little bit shorter podcast today. We're going to take 15 minutes worth of calls. Okay. Sounds good. Welcome to the mouthpiece. This is Mike. Hey, Mikey, it's Ralph from Chicago. How are you doing? What's up, buddy? How are you? Pretty good. I, I got a couple things I want to go over with you. Uh, first is uh, you got to give Doug Polk his credit. He did play a good game, right? I agree. And uh, Daniel, yeah, he he learned. But he, like you get with another color, he uh, played Doug's game. Like you said the turn play was just even when they played live, I don't know what he was trying. Remember when they were playing live? Yeah. And what he did on the turn, he was just so passive on the turn. And yeah. I think you were the one that said that. Well, that, it's a known fact. Even all like Omaha eight, you have to know what's yeah. going on. A turn's a, that's that's like a. It's how you play spot. everything in ter- poker. It's how you play the turn. Yeah, always. You know, and unless you're if you're going against a bunch of weak people, you don't want to raise the turn and that they'll fold when you have a big hand. But but like if you have a, a combo draw or something. I mean, against yeah. weak players, you want to raise the turn. And against somebody like Doug, I, I just think you want to raise the turn a lot because he just – he wasn't – he doesn't like to fold, you know? Yeah, um, exactly. I, again, and I – Yeah, you don't – Yeah, I think that last caller really hit it on the nose. Um, yes. Daniel was trying to learn perfect GTO and perfect head-up strategy. And all you're doing is then becoming – Playing what how Doug plays, and it, it's easy to exploit somebody when you know they play yeah. exactly like you. Okay, Daniel should have limped some buttons. Daniel should have done a lot of just like his whole yeah. Arsenal should have been wide, whole, right? Wide I open. mean, yeah, play straight, play play the way he played, but not yeah. all the time. Limp some buttons, exactly. Just fucking flat call with big hands. Um. Like and I agree with Doug's post game. He's like Daniel kept three betting all all the small pairs and all the small and pairs, I yeah. I agree with Doug. Why are you three betting small pairs? You know what I mean? For what reason? Because yeah. that, you know? that puts you in an uncomfortable position when right. uh, the board comes now, three nine five. Just you whatever you're. Now, what what do you do? You, every time you're three betting the small pairs and you don't hit a fucking set and you bet and he yep. calls. Okay, you're, you're a now, dead duck. Now you're a dead duck. Now you're gonna check. He's gonna bet and you're done. So. I mean, listen, I give Doug his props, and I like Doug. People think I don't like Doug. I I, I'm, I was upset with him because he accused me and Phil Hellmuth of cheating on a, in a, in a, in a on, Oh, yeah, I don't know that. And, 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 and until he apologized for that, I just really don't want nothing to do with him, you know? And, and yeah, you, know, you can't I don't just, know the guy personally. But, but I got I, no problem with Doug. I think he's a great player. I think he's great for poker. I love his videos, you know? And well, uh, I'll, I, I'll just 
I'll politely decline. I, I disagree. I don't think he's great for poker because you know what? I think he kind of shits on the game. And let yeah. Me no, no, I don't. No, you're not right. Just, not just, not just, not just calling for, not calling Doyle out. Right. This guy's 80. That know, was a joke. But, oh, oh, I'm going to play Daniel. I'm going to take my million. I'm going to, I don't, I don't like poker. Yeah, cause you don't like, you gotta, right. you're using charts. Right. You're right. using, you're not, you're not playing poker. Well, you're no playing, shit. Uh, and I, I call them out too. I'm like, I'm like, you know, here's a guy said all the shit. See, I, I didn't want Daniel to play him. I'm like, why? Why are you going to fucking if you lose a million dollars to this guy? Plus, he makes another million with his upswing poker. And here's but, a guy Daniel, who doesn't give a fuck about the poker world. When he says, I hate poker, I don't want to play poker no more. I mean, mm-hmm. like, who wants to fucking watch somebody like that? I want somebody that cares about the industry, cares about the poker world, you know? Like, all he cares about is enriching himself and getting clicks. And, and listen, I agree with you on that. You know, but I'll give Douglas props. I, I, well, think I, I, I give him all the respect in the world. You know, he, he's a great player. The way he plays. Because, I mean, I, I, this brings up to my next, my next question I had. Hmm. Stu Unger, imagine giving this guy, if he was still alive, his mind, all the access to these charts. He would give him a charge. He'll memorize that thing in three weeks, and he'll beat everybody. Buddy, if he had, uh, I fucking never w- did one hold'em sim or chart in my entire fucking life. Okay, in no, twenty fucking thirteen, I, I beat all the best players in the world to win NBC head up. I mean, all the best. Okay, never did anything. Just mm-hmm. using my instincts, I was all in. Everybody else is playing six coin flips a fucking match. I played three coin flips in six matches. Okay, I, I just it's, it's just it, listen. There's just you could take all these people. Listen, are the are the killers the guys that are the killers are the ones that have the instinct like me, plus have memorized all the charts and everything. And those been are the around kill- for so long. Those are the killers. But you know what? I'm not looking to play killers. I'm looking to fucking no. be in a game make where. Money. I'm going to be honest with you. Every time I'm in the game, I feel I'm the best player. I played the LAPC that I got 26 in three years ago, two years ago, whatever it was, 2018. Mm-hmm. And yep. I played, uh, 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 I think it was Ryan Campbell, is it? Uh, and I, and uh, Darren Elias. Like, I played with two people who I felt were better than me, okay? And in yeah, five that. days. And so... I, I am very aware of the people who are better than me, just like in the mixed games. I know how good I am in the mixed games. I know David Oppenheim, Angry John, um, uh, uh, Nick um, Schulman. I mean, these are guys who are better than me, okay? They're, they're, there's like four or five of them are in a class that are better than me in the mixed games. But take away those five, I could play any f- two 400 to four 800 mixed game and I'm the best player in the game, or the top two. So I don't need to play in the the door, the, the 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 Bobby's room one two thousand game with four killers. Like you said, you're you're just passing you're passing money along. Yeah. So That's what you're doing, you know. Listen, if you don't game know, selection is important. This is the most important thing. If you don't know who plays better than you, then you're not a good poker player. You're, you you're then you're the sucker. And this is. Uh, and then, this is the problem I have with my good buddy Phil. He thinks he's just better than everybody in every game, and he's oh, Mister Helmut. He's just delusional. Okay, <laughs> and and is he now? Do you want to go to tournament poker? Phil Helmuth is so good at tournament poker because he understands twenty five big blinds or less better than anybody. He reads Here's better. A lot, than, of, a lot of people don't understand it. Yeah, and Cash so game and tournament right. poker is two different things. Yeah. 
they really, I mean, like to the layman, like to the guys that watch it on TV, they wow. don't, it's a different game. No, you tournament, tournament poker is attacking blinds and annies and picking up dead money. Yes. And fucking cash games are are trapping people and Situ- and a little bit of deception yeah. and looking for situations. It's just, and, you know, and you can yeah. gamble a little more because you can rebuy. That's all. But uh, I don't yeah. want to take anything away from Phil, but but you you got to know, like, who's better than you, you know? Like, yeah. like I have conversations. You're, you admit that. You know, like, yeah. you're in a game like, these guys are better. Phil's I, the best ever. Yeah. I mean, like, but, uh, I, I, I have conversations. that mindset, yeah. though. Yeah, but I have conversations that are just – sometimes he's delusional, you know? And I'm just like oh. – you know, like, I, I mean, I don't want to make him feel bad, but he's like, oh, I think I might play Doug or Daniel for 10,000 hands. I'm like, D- D- Phil, will, I don't want him to do that because he's going to ex- get exposed for – Oh, for like, Doug will kill him. You Doug know? Will, I, so will Daniel. He will kill him. You know, but I don't want him. I want him to be- keep thinking he's as good as he is because – Listen, he's good for the game. He's good for the game. I don't want the. I, I don't want. Listen, if Phil gets destroyed and realizes that he, I don't know if it'd be good for him or bad for him because I want him to put in the work because he reads so good. Yeah. If he's put in the work like what all these other people are doing, and you put that with his ability, I think he'll be. You know, but he's he's. You know, when you're dealing with somebody with an ego like that, they just don't. It's just hard to yeah, deal you with. Yeah, you couldn't have said it. You couldn't have said it better because I think Daniel is the one. Yeah, one point two million. He dusted up, but how much better did he get? Yeah, how like, much did he learn? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like you're gonna ask yourself how. Let's see what Daniel does in the poker in the next couple of years, um, and how much better this made him. So it's just you're right. So let's. You know, this could end up being a, a net po- positive for him. So. Uh, and one and, more and one more thing, Mikey. Yeah. I wanted to talk about your uh, bowling career. I was good, man. I know you're. I know. I if, if if you had no injuries right now and you haven't bowled in a while, mm-hmm. say you had no injuries, you pick up a bowling ball. What would you be shooting nowadays? Okay, so I got back into it before my injury in twenty two thousand and nine and ten. I started bowling again. Now I still have my. Well, when were you like? Let me cut you off. I'm sorry. You shot three hundred and eight hundred, right? Yes. Correct? Yes. And what years were these? That was uh, nineteen ninety six. Oh yeah, because yeah, equipment's changed a lot. So yeah, well, the equipment it, 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 equipment had already changed. Okay, so yeah. what it was is I used to average around two hundred one with shitty equipment. Then I averaged like two hundred eight, and everybody else was averaging two twenty. Guys that couldn't fucking throw the ball. Now all of a sudden, because the equipment oh, yeah, was so good. Mm-hmm. Well, they quit. I mean, just like like now, like if you watch the bowling on TV, like the, the everybody just bear, p- p- buries it in the pocket because the equipment, the ball does everything now. You know? Yeah. Well, they do have tougher lane conditions now, but yeah, you're right. The, the, the directed oh, yeah. ball. We, I mean, that that's half the work. Well, I, I I played in this tournament once where they had the a reverse um uh what do they call reverse it? Reverse block. Yes, a reverse block. Yeah. My God, it's that hard to bowl on. Like. I couldn't it even is. I couldn't even average one seventy, bro. Like if you miss yeah, one you, you board, if you miss accurate. one yeah, board you're, you're to the right, the if you miss one board to the right, the ball go in the right gutter. If you miss like one board to the fucking left, if ball would just slide in the oil, it was like yep. it was so hard. And and on the spares, I mean, 
what I did, what oh, I learned. Yeah, you, you missed ten pins. Well, what you I did, right what I did. Well, I'm lefty, so seven pin. Uh, but um, what I did is I ah. got I got a nine pound uh, black beauty, the white dot, black beauty, and was just fucking thing down. And I would just fucking throw it as hard as I can at the fucking seven pins yep. or the and that and that really helped me. But but like I couldn't throw a regular ball at my. It was like I'm telling you, man. The, the I, the I, reverse block is like so hard to bowl on. Yeah, that used to that was the hardest thing. Like in the nineties, two thousands. Now they yeah. got like Christmas tree shit out there. Yeah. I mean, I watch kinds. these guys. They miss fucking. They miss three boards left. It's a strike. They miss two boards right. It's just it's yeah. They like, have a lot of area. but it's good for the game. It's good for the game. It makes people believe they're better than they are, and it brings people into bowling. You know, but I'm, I'll tell you what. I went up there before I threw my first three hundred. I mean. I went up there in the twelfth. I buried it, got two solid eight pins, uh, and wow. two other times, and then two other times I had a three hundred going. I fucking shanked it to the right. <laughs> but I knew when I, I threw my three hundred. I, I knew eight hundred. I have two three hundred. I knew so when I, I fucking threw the three hundred. That fucking a second I left my hand, I knew I got it. Like a oh, second I left my hand. I have. I What's turned around. I turned around with my hand in the air the second I left. I didn't even have to look at it. Yeah, and, you uh, felt it. that's like it's like having pocket aces, and the guy moves all in right before you. Oh, yeah. it's a great feeling when you know you ripped that ball, and it's like. It's, it's, you know what's funny is when I when I was got back into bowling, I was starting to get good. It took me. I was bowling every day with my my agent, and I was I I was averaging. I I started off really bad because I hadn't picked the ball up in like fifteen years, and I went from about a one sixty five. To about a 198 in about three months, but I kept my shoulder kept hurt. I, I was in pain, and my and I never knew why. And, and as it ended up, it was because I had this injury from 2008. And uh, even when I did the the bowling thing for ESPN with uh, Norman Chad, and I brought my well, equipment yeah. and I bowled like shit, my shoulder was killing me. I never knew why. And I look back now, and I can put it all together. So. And anyways, and one more question before I know you got other callers. Yeah. Uh, do you remember what kind of equipment when you got back in the game, like 2009? You said what were you throwing? Was it Brunswick? Was it Storm? I bought, uh, man, I, I don't, I, could, I wish I could tell you. I bought like uh, three new bowling balls. So I used, I used my my white dot to pick up seven pins, and I had, mm. um, I had a. Uh, Oh God! I wish I—I I, I mean, one was a purple ball. They were really good. I had one for dry lanes and one for oily lanes. Uh, yeah. So, um, you know, I probably needed one more ball for in between. But I—I—I I, I was, you know, I got back into it for a while, and it was fun. But I was just—I was I could not, you know, now that my injury, I can't—I can't ever do it because I can't. You know, you gotta you gotta get leverage and you gotta be able to bend your knee and my yeah, right you gotta leg. Be able, yeah, my you gotta right leg low, is so yeah. weak. My right leg is so weak. If I went to go roll bowl a ball, my whole leg would go out. Who knows? I might get paralyzed. Uh, so my bowling career is officially over. But that's all right. All right, man. I appreciate the call. And uh who you like Super, you, who you like in the Super Bowl? Oh, it's, I gotta go Kansas City. They got more ways to win. Uh I agree, you know, but who knows? I might take. It's going to be a great game. I mean, I, I might take. The, I now, might take the three and a half, man. Now it's a three. I moved the three and a half, so we'll see. I haven't decided yet. All right, All right yeah, take care. Be, It'll be a good game. It. You got Thank it, you, buddy. Take care. All right. All right. Let's take a few more calls. See what we got. Two-handed bowler. I have a friend holding. He bowls two-handed. He's pretty good. 
What's up, Mike? What's up, man? How you been? Who's this? Not bad. This is Don from Colorado. I've called several times. Oh, uh, yeah. Hi, Don. How are you? Checking in. Yeah, man. Doing well. Um, Who you like in Super Bowl? I haven't followed up on the last couple uh, live streams, so I was just seeing how you're doing and uh, any any word on the World Series coming up. I don't know. The World Series will what happen. The, what the deal is. World Series will happen. That you can mark that. Are you pumped up? I, it's going to happen 100%. 1,000%. Okay, so they have to spend two million dollars to fucking put the plastic barriers on every single table. They'll do it, or yeah. even three million. Okay, this is a this is a they make a hundred million every World Series. Okay, the World right. Series will happen this year, and there's not even I'll literally fucking bet, and I'll lay any price they want. That's how sure I'm. I'm what, what month do you think? I think it's going to happen right at fucking June first. Okay. June first. June first, yeah. I mean, we're, we're less than hundred. We're what, first of uh, all, you're going to have a hundred million people. Va- you're you're going to have a hundred million people vaccinated by then, um, and right. they they're going to put the, the, the it's, it's going to happen. Matter of fact, I mean, I, I could call the guy who r- runs it. I could call Maury, and I haven't talked to him. I, and he, I would I would know a hundred. He'll tell me tomorrow. You know, I'm I guarantee yeah. you. But I I don't even need to call him. I know it's going to happen. You know, so yeah, I'm anxious, man. I've been. Uh, the online stuff's just kind of getting to me. And, yeah, um, I mean, me too. I mean, all I, the faces and the smells and the tables and the the yeah. environment, I'm just you can just taste it almost. You know what I mean? The, yeah. the whole the whole you know get together for the World Series is just uh, well, that's quite the thing, the man. Game, you know, like I like I, I miss the camaraderie. I miss the people. I've literally been in prison for fucking almost a year now, like home arrest. Now everybody gets to know what all those people that get put on house arrest do. This is what every, the whole fucking world's been put on house arrest for the last nine months. Oh, no shit. Right. So brutal, man. So how you doing personally? You, you holding doing up good. well with your health doing and good. you playing at all or what? what? Um, my knee hurts today. Um, when I don't sleep well, I'm in pain. Uh, yeah. But um, overall, I'm doing well. Poker's, I haven't played much poker. I had a good week. Um, you know, when I play, I win, uh, but they've kicked me right. out of all the private games cause I won too much. So, uh, yeah, I, I remember did, that. I won a lot and I just, back or so. I owed 783,000 and now I owe, uh, less than 150. So, uh, Beautiful. and I got me, uh, no, I shouldn't say that I'm broke everybody. So. That's why I, well, yeah. I said I have to tell everybody. Just you don't need they, any phone calls. They, be, they believe what they believe. Everything they want to say, like like I put out. I said I bet half my bankroll on on Daniel against Doug. And a card player wrote an article how bad my money management is and how I bet half my bankroll on. I, fucking I saw it. I'm just like really yeah, are these people I, that yeah, stupid? They really you think I'm that stupid? News. You know, that's hilarious. You know, what what are you what are you gonna do for? Uh, I mean. Like I know in what nineteen, I watched all your streams for the yeah. events you played, and you're gonna try to specialize in, in certain yeah. mixed games. Or I mean, you, honestly, you know? if I wasn't in so much pain when I sit in this fucking chair for my, because uh-huh. it, 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 I would I would stream everything. But what it is, it's not just sitting in a chair. Yeah. It's it's clicking the mouse. I know it doesn't seem like much, but the ligament where the where my finger goes right into where my shoulder is and my shoulder gets all inflamed and after three hours I could I can't walk because yeah. it, it, it it inflames presses against a nerve goes down my leg into my foot so uh, I mean I did play them I played all, uh, all of them last year you know and the, the WSOP onlines 
But right. uh, I mean, I I was hurting, man. I'm not gonna lie. It was I was. Not yeah, you, I, I liked your play though, man. I mean, you. I played good, had man. Made some interesting. Uh, I cast twelve out of twenty-four, and I got final ten twice. Um, but, I know, you know, and and literally, if I hold two hands, I'm like chip leader with like eight to go. I mean, I could have easily right. won two tournaments. And just like I said, I ain't never studied a sim. I ain't never run a fucking program. I mean, I know what I'm doing, man. I just I, I'm the I same way. Sick, I'm, I'm younger than you are, um, and don't have quite as much experience at all. But um, as far as the sims and stuff, I mean, I'm successful in it um, part time, and just over the years, I've been playing for. Listen, you know, I tell people all the time: something. if you don't have any poker skills, but you want to be a winning poker player, learn GTO. Yeah. Go to Jonathan right. Little's coaching site because Jonathan teaches great online poker teaching, and fucking you'll be a winning yep. player. You'll go from a loser to a winner, okay? But that doesn't right. mean you'll ever be a big money maker in poker. But you'll make, you know, if you want to make a couple thousand a month, three thousand a month, you'll do that. But you need talent. If right. you want to make, if you want to make, you know, real money, you need talent. And all the fucking GTO and all that in the world ain't gonna make you a, a monster well, winning player. It just won't. And I was gonna ask you a question on on Doug and Daniel. Uh, now, I, I guess I, I I like Daniel um, overall. Um, Doug, I've had mixed emotions about, but yep. that's neither here nor there. Um, you, I, I believe that not just because of the first couple hundred hands that they did it live, but don't you think Daniel would just crush him live though? Absolutely. If they would have played, in fact, we were I mean, talking about it yesterday, uh, two days ago. He's like, he's like, uh, you know, he feels like I played his game, right? He's like, yeah, give, he's right. like, play me head up, one table, ten thousand hands. Two four hundred in a rematch. Of course, Doug says no because he's a pussy. Oh, he you did know? ask him that. Of course, you know. But see, Doug yeah. should take it up. But see, here's the difference. That's why I was so mad that Daniel took up the challenge because, oh, what does this do for Doug? Puts a million in Doug's pocket, and everything he talks about is sign up. You want to learn with, with to, to to his poker site, right? His teaching site, and then right. he says, "I'm quitting. I hate poker." But come to my teaching site, and so I can make money. You know. But yeah, like, no if, right. see, if he wants to prove that he's a great player and great head up player, and he is what he thinks he is, go play Daniel live for fucking seventy five hundred hands. Well, I, I was gonna say that that sample size is so small. I, I mean, it's obvious. I but promise I mean, he you, looked, he looked lost. I'm telling you, if Doug played Daniel head up, he would beat him for twice as much as the million he beat him for. Because, I, I totally agree. You could just see it in his in his body language. And Daniel his, will never he, he, ever. Daniel will make great ridiculous folds, and Daniel will fucking pick him off bluffing every time. And and you say, well, how how how? Because because Daniel's a great instinctive player. Um, online, you really yeah. it's more it, yes. When you're playing so many hands, it's just math. You know what I mean? And uh, it's not I mean, quite is, as much. Is Doug running uh, apps and and. and all the shit while dude, he's, he's running dude, every time he no not while he's playing it but every time that they were out of it he's in the lab fucking what him and his yeah. team they're going over every single hand it's like that that's not poker when you could go in no, a fucking I, lab and study yeah, every hand the guy played and make it a no you sit at a fucking table and you fucking play a guy and you fucking see and how good you are I'm, that's what i'm so anxious to get back to with the series coming up yeah. uh, you know just that raw poker you know the, the cards fly and the chips i know one thing my no limit hold'em game is yeah. really close to where it used to be so i'm looking uh i'm i, I might I play more you no play, 
yeah. online all of last series. I, I yeah, I was impressed, man. Yeah, I, mean, I played good. Uh, I mean, I made a few mistakes, yeah, you know, um, but you know, whatever. You know, it is what it is. Yeah, I gave away a but, few uh, tournaments. No, I just wanted to check and see how you're doing. Um, I'm doing good, man. I I'm going to be out it. there at, at some point. Who you like in the Super Bowl? Did I ask you already? Uh, man, I, I didn't realize it went to three and a half. Yeah, I, I was I was all in on the Chiefs. Me too. And honestly, that half a point's got me a little twisted myself. Yeah. I'm not sure. I was, and they're missing their fucking All Pro left tackle and right tackle. I mean. I mean, it's the, the other team's got pass rushers. I know Mahomes could get the ball away quick, but uh, I don't know, man. Uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm going to have to flip a coin on it. I think honestly, I'm I'm uh, I'm yeah. torn. I was betting the Chiefs. It'll be a good game, I think. But I think I might be betting the Tampa Bay now. But who? I don't know. I ain't betting much. I'll tell you that much. I, like, I'm not either. I'm gonna I'm gonna go relatively light on it and just yeah. uh, five hundred's probably the most. Try to enjoy it, but yeah. Yeah. yeah, you throw a nickel on it, it's not the end of the world. Yeah, yeah fun, might bet but... a few props, whatever, just so I have fun with it. All right, my man, thanks yeah, for we'll the call. Yeah, we'll have a good uh, Super Bowl Sunday, man. You I want to check in. I'm glad you're doing well. And yeah. uh, I'll either I'll either call in before or hopefully uh, tap you on the shoulder at the series. I'll you be out it. there. You got it, my man. Thanks for calling. All right, Peace. man. Bye. All right, how many call more calls? Two more? All right, let's take them both. That's it. My fucking knee is killing me. My knee is killing me. Every time I don't sleep, my knee hurts. I need to go buy some pot, man. I'm out of pot. Welcome to the mouthpiece. Hey, what's up, Mike? What's up? Who's this? It's Brian from Kentucky. What's up, man? What's up, Brian? Hey, not too much, man. Hey, kind of had a uh, broader type question for you. Sure. Um, so I am uh, middle-aged. Uh, a little under 40 and uh, been playing poker for, I don't know, 15 years, winning player now, um, play online, uh, done pretty well during the coronavirus, but I, I much prefer playing live. Um, and I have been kind of saving up to take a run at like trying to play full time. Yeah. Um, I don't have any debt zero debt and i have about 20k saved that's a good that's a good starting bank to play some five five with two five yeah that's yeah that's and i just i'm i'm the minimalist so um you know my living expenses i'll keep low naturally yeah it's pretty easy for me to do um, i mean it's a grind curious. i just you know if you're gonna play full time i mean you gotta have your head clear every day um, when you lose a pot, you can't let it affect you. Uh, you know, it's real important. It's just, it's, it, it, you have to treat it like a job, man. It's, it's hard. You know, I, it's, yeah. I don't know. People call the show all the time and they'll ask me about, they want to go pro or do live. I always tell them, I'm like, stay in school. If <laughs> they're young, stay in school, sure. <laughs> you know, but sure. you know, like you, you know, you're middle age, you know, you've been playing for a while, you know, take a shot, see how you like it. Um, you know, I, I tell people all the time, I mean, I love playing poker, especially now when I haven't played in a while. But when you start playing every day, I, I mean, you, it's real easy to get burned out, you know. So, uh, sure. but I remember coming up and stuff, I was hungry as could be. That's why all these kids fucking are always win, winning the World Series. They're all under the age of 25. It's not because they're that much better. It's because they're hungry, you know. It's like yep. every time I win, I'm hungry. Like if I'm out, to, I still have a chip on my shoulder. 
because when I got injured, there was like nobody there to help me. And I had to work my ass off to get on my feet on my own. And um, so I have a chip on my shoulder. I'm out. I want to punish everybody that fucking wasn't there for me. So uh, I, I'm going to keep that chip on my shoulder. And if I win another bracelet or two and, you know, pick up another million, um, you know, maybe I'll, I'll let that chip down a little bit. But, uh, you know, I, I, I have a lot of chip. I have a lot of I have a lot of animosity, you know towards the World Series that that some of these idiots that they put in the Hall of Fame when I told them my fucking father was sick and he was not going to live much longer. And, uh, you know, uh, I, I hold that grudge against the World Series because I'm going to be in the Hall of Fame. It's just a matter of fact that now that my dad's not around, I could give a flying fuck. I mean, who knows? Sure. During my introduc introductory speech, I might say, I might walk up there and say, well, thank you all for having me. Now go fuck yourselves and uh, putting this fucking idiot, this fucking idiot, and this fucking idiot before me when my father was alive. I don't give a fuck. Have a nice day. And I might just drop the fucking mic. But I don't know. I don't think I'll do that. But, you know, who knows? It, but it does really bother sure. me. It does bother me. Um, and the same thing happened to Matt Savage. Like, he wanted to be in, like, three years ago when his dad was sick. And, and he kind of holds a grudge, too. We both are in the same spot. So, uh, listen, it's... Um, you know, we'll see what happens, and uh, I don't really worry about that. But, yeah, I hold grudges. Uh, not I don't hold grudges against people. Uh, I, I let everything go. But when uh, I'm out, to, I, I'm, I'm 52, and I'm out to prove something. So as long as I'm out to prove something, I, I got a chip on my shoulder, it's going to have me, you know, I mean, uh, let's put it this way. I've cast 26 of 56 um, with six final tables, including five 10K final tables. And I'm and I online I finished tenth in two of them that weren't the final table, so like I could easily have eight final tables out of fifty six events. So um, I want to know how many GTO fucking geniuses that play tournaments every day can can say they've done that in the last three years. So uh, sure, and, and the Hall of Fame really to me is it, 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 this includes like sports, baseball, yeah. basketball, football, it's all bullshit. in poker. Is you know you should. Right away, you should be able to hear the name, and it should just be a quick yes or no. Right. I and, mean, I hate. Know, I, I said it. I tweeted this out. I hated Barry Bonds as a diehard Dodger fan growing up. I, I just like, just like I hated Pete Rose back in the seventies as a Dodger fan, right? But fucking these two, Pete Rose and fucking Barry Bonds, should be in the Hall of Fame. I mean, Barry Bonds before he did steroids was the best hitter I had ever seen, and. When he did steroids, and people act like, oh, he did steroids. Well, you still have to hit the ball. Just because you got bigger doesn't mean you don't have to hit the ball. This motherfucker, could they could jam him, and he'd pull it over the fence. They go outside, sure. he goes fucking triple off the fucking wall. They, quit, they were walking the guy with the bases fucking loaded. Steroids didn't make him hit that good. They just made the ball go 10 feet farther. Give me a break, man. Guy's the greatest hitter of all time. I mean... If they keep him out of the Hall of Fame, they they just might as well just never have a Hall of Fame. You know? Yeah, yeah. It's just and, and I'm middle aged, so you know, you and both Phils and Daniel and maybe even like a Tom Dwan to me, you know, that would be the first I mean, five names. This, this is all you need to know. You, this is what you need to know. I mean, fucking Chris Moneymaker, who I love to death. Uh, I had to pay him two grand actually yesterday or today because uh, he we bet he had Doug, I had Daniel. Uh, he's a great player. I mean, great guy. Great guy. The guy won one tournament in his whole life. He's in the Hall of Fame. I mean, really? 
And that was all, and they did yeah. it on the 50th anniversary because they wanted it, it, it it's all politicized, you know what I'm saying? Sure. It's like sure. I mean, he's not he's not a Hall of Fame poker player and and then what because his last name was Moneymaker and poker blew up after that, so he's a Hall of Famer. Now don't get me wrong, I, <laughs> I love the guy. I love the guy. Yeah. I love the guy, but I'm just being honest, you know. I want me to be honest to be honest. Sure. You know, Devilfish, you know, uh, people will say, well, he did a lot for poker in Europe, okay? Yeah, but Devilfish was not a good human being. He cheated on every woman he was with. He he did a lot of shady things in the poker world. I mean, he has one bracelet, and that's it. And uh, he, just because he passed away, they put him in the Hall of Fame first year, you know? I mean, sure. uh, don't get me wrong. I, again, we got me and, me and Devilfish got along good. He did he do a lot for poker in Europe? Yeah, he yeah he a lot of people started. Fought, yes, I agree. You know, but first ballot Hall of Famer because he passed away. I mean, it's just these are just like little things that are just you know just listen. There's just a lot of poli- there's a lot of politics in poker, and uh, again, I don't care if it was I could give a fuck about the Hall of Fame, but I wanted to be in before my dad passed away. It was something that was important sure. to me, and now that he's no longer around. I really could give a little. I can't. I could give this two. Is Chris two Moneymaker, points. and you're listening to the mouthpiece. I love Chris Moneymaker. Good man. Good yeah. man. Yeah, I like Chris too. And, and you're, you were well. Good deserving. man. Good man. Uh, You'll never hear me say he's a good ambassador for poker. Just a good fucking human being. Okay, so yeah. but I'm just being honest. You know, there's uh, there's this, does that mean that eventually couldn't have been put in? But to put him in front of some of the people that it's just I just it's just just political. It's just politics and poker. But whatever, it's all good. Yeah. Anyways, I appreciate the, cool the thing call. About Chris is he probably would admit it. He would admit. Of course he would. Listen, him, you know? <laughs> Chris is, I'm telling you, man, Chris, we, we might disagree on a lot of things, me and Chris, like maybe politics wise, but, but I mean, I, I give Chris the shirt off my back. I mean, uh, tomorrow, Chris said I need something tomorrow and called me and I, and I could do it for him. I would do it for him. I think he's that classy of a person, you know, and there's not many people in the poker world that you can say that about. I know there just isn't, you know. You know, people think it's all peaches and cream, but there's a lot of bad people in the poker world. But Chris ain't one of them. Sure. He's a good guy. Good guy. Not to uh, change the subject, but to follow up from my first question, uh, I, I I previously played in Florida a little bit and loved the games down there. The mm-hmm. games in Vegas I found to be a little tougher they are. than anywhere else I'd played. Agree. Any recommendations on if you're trying to start out? Yeah, using Florida I, think you, I think Texas is where it's at right now. Like our last caller that called in. Uh, it says they charge uh, twenty bucks to get in, and then they you have a card with money on them, and they just charge. They just put your card in the thing, and they take fifteen bucks every hour. That that, that that's a, that's a loophole around the rake thing in Houston, in Houston, and and all over Texas. I'm going. He's asking you specifically about Florida. No, he asked me where where the best places to play. I said Houston or Houston and and uh, all the everywhere in Texas, uh, Austin. I mean, I'm going on a little tour in April to like six different poker rooms. So you should really kind of Google these poker rooms. Um, the action I heard is unbelievable in them right now. Uh, it's kind of like Florida when Florida first opened, plus a hundred dollars in 2012. So I think uh, that's where to go right now. And uh, Colorado too. They just legalized poker there too. So. Those are the two right. places that are going to be booming. All righty. Thanks, brother, man. Hey, I hope you crush it this year, and uh, I'll definitely be listening, man. I All really right, man. appreciate it. Thanks for it. listening to the mouthpiece. Appreciate it. Thank you. Have a great weekend. Bye-bye. Later. Bye. All right. One more. All right. Let's go. Let's go.
Hello. What's up? Welcome to the mouthpieces, Mike. Lower your volume. How you doing? Good. Lower the volume. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, it's off. What's going on, man? Oh, not too much. Oh, is this is that you, Mike? Uh, yeah, I think so. Let me look around. Oh, I'm sorry about that. I, I'm, I'm watching. I'm. I got the TV on. It's on a delay. Yeah, yeah. That's that's um, all good, man. It's all good. Oh yeah. So, anyways, um, the, the I just had a couple of questions here. The first one was, I watched some of your videos where you talk about your injury. I think it was a spinal yeah. cord injury, and I mm-hmm. myself had a horrible car accident about 10 months ago Mm -hmm. i was in the hospital for about two months with a spinal injury i was in a wheelchair to learn did you have to learn how to walk again i did i had to yeah i had to learn how to walk again it was was horrible i was i know yeah it sucks man and um so i basically i wanted to ask you you know to to what extent is your injury and how have you dealt with it how have so now i'll give you an idea where i sit right now so um, I had an uninjury-related thoracic spine contusion of my spinal cord. Uh, after realizing that it was calcified for six years, I figured out where it came from. Um, it ended up when Dan Blitzerian hit the gas in his race car, and I wasn't ready, and it snapped my my back. And uh, when the chair broke at the bicycle club in 2014, and I went straight to the ground, the disc almost severed my spinal cord. Now, with that saying, if my stupid-ass partner would have let me report it, the bicycle club would have had to give me like $10 million and I wouldn't be going through all what I've gone through. But unfortunately, I didn't record. I said, I'm okay. I didn't put a police, I didn't put a report down. And of course, I ended up almost being paralyzed. With that said, um, they uh, removed the disc that almost cut my spinal cord in half. And um, when they did it, I developed something called intercostal neuralgia from the surgery which if you go look it up, it's uh, the pain is three times worse than childbirth. And I used to get these horrible intercostal attacks um, like three, four days a week. And then I they put a spinal cord stimulator in in 2019 and it stopped me from getting those attacks. So yes, I still get the pain down my leg and into my foot. Yeah, when I play poker for a long time, it inflames my shoulder where the injury was. But But not having those intercostal attacks gave me my life back. And um, so, uh, you know, I they told me I, there's another disc that's pressing on the spinal cord. They told me that it's going to be have to come out again, and I'm going to have to do that surgery again. Uh, they said within two years, so it's been three years, and the disc hasn't moved at all. Uh, I have to get an MRI every six months, uh, and there's many times where I'm where I get weakness in my legs. I'm like, oh my god, is this is this when right. is this when I'm going to have to have the surgery? You know what I mean? And so. Uh, but overall, uh, they, they said no movement in the disc at all. Um, I, uh, I try and live, try and do the right things and be careful. So, uh, you know, just because they say I'm, I'm going to have to have that surgery again, I'm, I, I'm very careful. You know, like I almost I fell down once like about two months ago. And, I, I, you know, if I fall the wrong way, I, I can be paralyzed. So cause I still have that disc going at my right. spinal cord. But overall, your, your, your recovery yeah. from it. Are you, where do you, do you have nerve pain out in, everywhere or are you fully recovered? Well, no, I still have, you know, it's, it's been about 10 months. I, I'm walking now, but I have to be careful. You know, I, I do um, kind of the food delivery jobs. I, I play poker part time. Right. And it's really unfortunate because a lot of these folks on these companies like Uber Eats, DoorDash, if you know what you're doing, if you're in the right market, you can make 30, $35 an hour. So oh, yeah. I, I, what I'm trying to, 
what I'm trying to do now is be able to jog and run. That's what, what uh, I wanted to ask see, you. I, I, don't, I you can't know, do any of that because because of my injury, uh, what has happened is uh, uh, because of my injury, uh, if I walk more than 100 yards, um, I have because I still have a, a, a severe injury right on T7 and T8 where they where they fixed it. So the doctor explained it to me why I can't actual. So I can walk perfect up to 100 yards, uh, sometimes as much as 200 yards if I'm having a good day. Right. And he explained to me when I'm walking, he goes, just imagine having a bruise on your arm every time you walk. Just hit hit your bruise. Take your fist and keep hitting the bruise. After about 20 times, what's going to happen? It's going to inflame. Well, that's what happens when I walk. Okay. It's hitting, it's bruising right where my spinal cord injury is. So once I get to about 100 yards, sometimes on a good day, maybe 200, all of a sudden the pain will go down my leg into my foot. I'll lose, I'll be, I'll, I'll, I'll be in a spot where I can barely walk because I get weak, I'll get weakness and I'll start screaming. Do you sort of stiffen up? Do you sort of stiffen up? No, it just like, it gets, it just, it just inflames where the injury is and then presses on the nerve and the nerve, it shoots nerve pain down my leg into my foot and gives me severe weakness. Um, and so, listen, I've, I've, I've come to live with the fact that, uh, I probably need to buy a scooter and attach it to my car. And everywhere I go, just use a scooter. Um, and then I don't have to worry about like, but you know, it's hard to do that because like when I walk, when I get out of the valet at the Bellagio, I could walk right in a poker room. I, I mean, it's only like, like 40 yards, you know, and I feel fine. You know what I mean? So it's like one of my biggest problems is, is I'll walk and I'll feel fine and I'll, and I'll do things like I used to do. And all of a sudden I, I'm in just horrible pain for three days because I did things I wasn't supposed to do because it's real easy to 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 want to work out, to want to run, to want to do when you're feeling good, and then all of a sudden you realize you, that it's just out of your you can't do it no more. It sucks. Right. Not and being able to exercise you, sucks. I'm not gonna lie, it sucks. Oh yeah. You know. Right. And have have you tried? Um. You know, because I was on gabapentin for a long time. I'm on gabapentin. Now I got I take 600 milligrams three times a day. It makes me completely brain dead. Like literally fucking brain dead. I can't. I sometimes don't even remember what I conversations I had the day before because of gabapentin. So it is what it is, man. Yeah, that's a tough one. What about the uh, medical marijuana? I've I've tried CBD. I think uh, it, I, I don't know what I think about it. I've only done uh, it for CBD about a week, is but, fucking. But it, the CBD lotion. Okay, so like my knee hurts right now, and when I get the, I'll put the CBD uh, lotion on my leg. It works. Works pretty good actually. Um, but yeah, um, so marijuana helps me a lot. And when I quit, like four months ago, I quit for 31 days and I was in debilitating pain. And I'm just like, well, it can't be a coincidence. The second I quit smoking pot that I'm back in pain. So I got back on smoking pot every night. And uh, it just, listen, I hate being stupid. Pot makes you stupid. Gabapentin makes you stupid. But, well, if, it, maybe. but if it comes down to... Being stupid or being out of pain, I'd rather be stupid. So that's kind right, of where you know, I stand. A lot stand. of people swear by the by the by the weed, but maybe I, I swear I by the weed smoker. too, bro. Get off of everything right. and just do weed. You know what I mean? I had never Absolutely. smoked weed in my Absolutely. life until yeah. three years ago. Never. I mean, I've done a lot of drugs, but I never smoked weed. And I'm gonna tell you right now, right. weed has helped, has really made my life much better. You know what I mean? And I I, I, I want to get off. I'm still on the perks three days a week, 
But I don't wake up in pain. Now, if let's just say uh, my perk is due at a 1 p.m. And, and I don't take it till like 3.30, well, I'll get in a little bit of pain and my my head will get foggy. But that's because that's I think it's more deferred pain than it is real pain. So I'm, I talked to my doctor. He says I'm never getting off the gabapentin, but he thinks I could get off the perks. So um, – uh, it's something that I'm working on here in the next two months, and uh, we'll see what happens. Oh. Yeah, because you, you, you talk about the, the marijuana. I, I, I did it before my accident, but when I tried to go back to it, for some reason, I would get panic attacks. My whole body was... That's how crazy. I used to be on pot. Um, I used to be the same way. That's why I never did it, okay? But that's because you're, you're, you're smoking way too high THC. You got to lower the THC level. Only smoke indica. If you smoke, if you smoke the, um, the stativa, you will get panic attacks. Okay. At least that's what I've had yeah, a problem the with. The stuff I have now is only um, half a percent. I'm looking at it right now. It's yeah. half a percent of THC. Now, obviously, it's, yeah. it's not going to give you the same so, you know, good feeling as if it was like 15 percent THC. But, but I, 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 I smoke when I, when I, when I, just to go to sleep, I smoke about 70 percent THC, 20 uh, percent CBD, 8 uh, percent Mersin, and, and I get a nice little feeling and I'm not really high. Now, there's some days where I'm just like in pain. I just want to get high and I'll smoke like the 86% and, and one hit just gets me fucking high as fuck. But then I wake up with a headache and I just don't, I, I just don't want that, you know, I, but I'm a matter of fact, 8.6% or, or 86%. About, well, I've, I smoked 86% THC and one hit of wow. that, one hit of that. And you're fucking stupid, you know, but I, I smoke Absolutely. concentrate. I don't smoke because I don't like really the smell of marijuana at all. And so the concentrate, I don't have to worry about smelling pot. And uh, I take one hit of it and I'm good to go. And and I, I have like four cartridges uh, that, that in my little uh, my little Evo Plus lighter. So I put like – and I clean it out with uh, uh, alcohol. And so uh, I'll have like one if I one one if I just want to feel good during the day if I'm in pain another to go to sleep. I was going to ask you do, you: do you smoke a bowl or do you do? I just take one hit. I just use concentrate. I either take a vape or I take a, a an Evo Plus lighter where I fill it up with uh, with live resin. So. Uh, oh but, yeah, I got you. And, yeah. and, and have you ever been worried though that that the CBD or even the regular weed is gonna is gonna hold back your recovery process or do you think it's actually it's good for you. I let me tell you something. Well, I I don't I don't fucking take sleeping pills anymore. Uh, I don't. I used to have to take uh, clonopin every night. I don't take my clonopin every night, and I don't take my sleeping pill every night. And there's no and listen, weed weed it can't be worse than sleeping pills and clonopin. So, um, you know, so uh, you know we'll see what happens. Uh, like I said, every time I get off of it, I'm in pain. Uh, but let me, let me, I'm really, uh, I, I got somebody that's going to be, help me try and get off these, uh, perks that I'm on. Uh, my doctor said, I'll yeah, I, was, I was only on the perks for about a month and I yeah. thought I was, thank God I was able to get off. But, yeah. you know, well, that's a tough one. the thing yeah. is, is they wanted to give me strong ones. And I, I said, no, because I, I want to get off it eventually. I, I only take 10, 325s, three, three times a day. And I used to, they, you know, I used to, uh, they wanted to give me like twice as strong four times a day, and I said no. I know I could get off of three a day. I know I can. So uh, it's just a matter of, of doing right. it. So, anyways, yeah, you know, before this accident, I was if I could just get one more one sure. more thing. And um, I was a big drinker, big cigarette smoker. I literally had to give it all up 
um, especially the cigarettes when I would smoke one, my, my right leg would just go numb. And even the weed, I've given that up. I, I do the, um, I've only been doing the CBD for about a week. And uh, so, but yeah, so with you, are, I mean, do you do any cigarettes or? No, any, any no, I don't drink. At all and how- I don't drink and I don't smoke. Oh, good for you. <laughs> yeah. No, it's just something right. I, I never then, drank. Can I, can I get in? Can I get in one one last political point? I just wanted to get sure. your opinion on it. Go ahead. I appreciate that. Um, so my my American hero um, is Franklin D. Roosevelt. This, there was this great documentary on History Channel, World right. War II from Space. Yeah, it talked about how our, our military, when FDR first came into office, was ranked about 14th in the world behind Greece. Through his presidency, our military went up to number one, our economy went up to number one, our gold reserve went up to number one. And I just, I just think that we need a political leader today who can follow in the footsteps of Roosevelt. You know, when we had millions of steel well, and auto what, jobs. Well, what we have right now um, in politics is we have, um, we have everything is, it's tribalism. We have tribalism on the left, tribalism on the right. Um, it's there's no bringing the country together because both one side is pushing these crazy fucking far left uh, policies. And the other side is trying to go to their base and push far right policies. And whenever there's been successful presidents, whether it's been Clinton or Reagan or, I mean, even George Bush, you know, for the first term, um, uh, it's because there was no tribe. There was always this thing saying, in the primaries, you go left on the Democrats. In the primaries, you go right. And as soon as you win, you come right to the fucking middle for the general election. Well, now they've made it such tribalized that you, it's tearing the country apart. It's like you talk to people like I'm on the right. OK, but I talk to people on the left and it's like they're in a completely different universe that I'm in. Right. Like, And then the people on the right. Like the left's on a completely different universe, and to to them, like I'm like crazy and insane, and I'm in a different universe. Now the reason why that happens is we have a corrupt media, okay? And as long as we have a corrupt media, as long as we have a corrupt media, okay, this is how it's going to be. And say what you want about Trump, Trump exposed the media for the corruption. And and it, and it woke up the fucking country to how corrupt they were. How do you think a guy as dumb as fucking Trump that made as many mistakes as he did was able to get 75 million votes? It's because people don't want to vote for a party who's got corrupt media behind them that make up shit over and over and over. Like, like let's right, just say— Look at how they covered the um, the January 6th event and then compare that to the, to the Black Lives Matter. Correct. Riot. The January there, there 6th was, event, there was, there was nothing— it was nothing. People, insurrection. Let me tell you something. The right, all them motherfuckers got all the guns. If they wanted to take out the Congress, they'd be gone. Okay? Once they were in there, they'd have been opening fire on everybody. Okay? There was no insurrection. Matter of fact, the only people that got shot was by, you had, okay, you had the one police officer that got hit with the fucking fire extinguisher and died. And four right? Trump supporters. And, you, and you, know, you had four, the one Trump supporter Trump was supporters. shot. 
and then you had the one girl that was trampled, and the other two that had some kind of exhaustion. We don't even the other two that we don't even know that it was even related to the thing, right? There was one point right. six million people there, and the media is covering it like insurrection, white supremacist, a white supremacist takeover. I'm like, these people are fucking crazy. It's just a lie. Yeah, it was it was an outrage, and you know I'm all about equality among man. There's yeah. so many hardworking black people, white people, yeah. but. Hopefully, in going forward, you know, the, the country can heal. But just, can, you got to understand, the fucking left fucking divides us because they use identity politics on everything. Everything is, listen to when the Biden talks. It's like, oh, this is what we're doing this for, to help for black people. We're doing this for Latino. We're doing this for this. We're doing this for, everything is for an agenda. It's like a fucking robot talking for an agenda. Where Trump, whether you like him or not, he told you how he felt every day. The guy told you what was on his mind every day. He was the most and, trans. And, and whether you like him or not, he, he brought together Israel and a lot of the Muslim. No shit. Whatever you think about. And he's the first president. You know, whatever you think about. They all talk about hate. Well, he's the first president in 39 years, didn't start a war. You know how many people Obama killed? He killed over a million people. He took the people he took out in Lebanon, in, in Libya. Okay. And now they have black people that are that are being that are in modern day slavery in Libya. But do you think our fucking government gives a fuck about that? No, they don't, man. And the thing is, yeah, is you the don't, drone strikes very the drone strikes, right? But the, see, but you don't know about it because we have a corrupt media. All people want to tell you is make up fucking lies. And I I would watch a Trump rally, and then I turn on fucking CNN. And they're fucking spinning this rally like Trump did this or Trump did that. And it just was never done. Like they like they take his words and they take it out of content and they spin it into their narrative and they fucking put it out as fact. And until the fucking right. media, fair, that's what when you see when you see Fox News covering a Trump rally, usually they let Trump speak, but CNN covers the rally and they kind of they talk over Trump. Now I think the right does the same sometimes. They do. They if do. Hannity is, if Hannity's covering a Correct. Hillary Clinton rally or, or a Biden Correct. rally, they'll kind of do the same. They do. You know okay. And and but the thing is is we cannot for a for a functioning democracy, we need a fucking functioning press. If we have a dishonest press that is pushing a political agenda, and now you can add the social media cocksuckers, and I don't give a fuck right. what it's Twitter banning people. Let me it's, tell you something. Jack Twitter Dorsey Jack Dorsey and that little fucking alien cocksucker from fucking Facebook. Let me tell you something. I don't wish any harm on anybody, but if anybody needs to fucking get a serious fucking uh, visit for fucking people on the right. I mean, you can't have censorship in this country. They fucking censored the fucking New York Post Hunter Biden story, which was true, all to make sure that they got him in office. They did whatever they could to censor two weeks before the election. And you couldn't retweet anything. It was a fucking biggest, biggest election interference in the modern history. That, and that's not counting whether remember, you think you they know, stole uh, it or not. Right. I agree. 15 years ago, you had Netflix, which which would air the Loose Change documentary, the, the 9-11 conspiracy. Right. I don't agree with that, but they would air it. But yet today, Twitter is banning people like Mike Lindell, Donald Trump. You know, why not just have America? Because they're communists, bro. Be they're fucking commies, bro. They fucking are trying to control what you can and can't say, okay? We are living under China rules, and this is why I fucking pushed the lever for Trump, whether I liked him or not, because I we're in America. America is a capitalist country. America is a 
free speech. Like in 1974, the ACLU let the Nazis fucking march in the street in Skokie, Illinois, because it's free speech. Now it's everything's hate speech. If they don't like what you're saying, they just ban you and call it hate speech. Look what they did to the Wall Street beach beats people. They fucking scammed the hedge guys for thirteen hedge funds for thirteen billion, and they fucking took down their site and they said, "Well, they're white supremacists." And that's 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 the new left. The new left is now white supremacists. For fucking four years, it was Russia, 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 racist, racist, racist. Now it's white supremacists. Fucking domestic terrorism, white. That's what they're, and they're just right. pushing a fucking narrative that's not true. Because what? Because because fucking ten out of one point six million, or twenty out of one point six million Trump people attacked the Capitol. None of them were fucking right. going to kill had, any of them. Tens of thousands of people go to see Trump, and maybe a few dozen went inside fu- the building. And there then, was also, by the way, there were there were black Trump supporters in Capitol Hill. But going back really quickly to FDR, yeah. here's a guy who was in a wheelchair, and, and me and you, we have spinal injuries. Mm-hmm. That's and here was Roosevelt. He battled through that horrible injury yeah. to fight the Third Reich to lead this country. And I just think right. if politicians could look up to him, you know, maybe we could get somewhere. The thing is, is is I know, okay, whether you believe it or not. And people who listen to the show, believe it or not, I'm a poker player and my instincts are great. And I know 1000% in my mind that China released this virus on purpose on the world so they could fucking get economic dominance and get Trump out of office. Okay. Trump yeah, I mean, was that, the only that, that's guy. A point. That's out there, but I don't know. I believe it with right, every inch of my bone. Now, now, do I have to be right? No, but I. Be, and when I have people that I'll debate with, people like Phil, like, "What are you crazy? They're not going to kill." I'm like, "Go look at your history. You've had fucking dictators kill tens of millions of people for power. You think if they take a couple million people out and they get complete economic dominance?" Are you, I mean, are you crazy? Right in the middle, uh, in the biggest election ever, when Donald Trump is going to war f- with them for a, tr- a, 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 a trade deal that's going to save the, the, the United States $5.8 trillion over 10 years? Trillion with a T, okay? Let me tell you something. They fucking kill... You hit, look at Hitler and Mussolini. Look what they look at your history. They've killed tens of millions and done for more economic power and for control. If you don't think they didn't do this on purpose, come on, man. It's like it's not a come on. You look at all the coincidences. It's like, I mean, you don't even want to know what I think. I mean, like, like Biden. It's all good, man. I I, I hear you. Yeah. Biden Biden tweeted August twenty fifth, twenty nineteen. We're not ready for a global pandemic. If we have a global pandemic, the world we're going to be in trouble. Why is he tweeting that in October twenty nineteen? The guy can't put two sentences together. When you're telling me that this guy's going to talk about a global pandemic two months before one hits. I'm sorry, I don't buy it. Just like they had Event 201 on uh, what was it October 30th in New York, five thousand people, a mock global pandemic. All right, I'm sorry, you don't have I mean, these do things think in two it's months. Possible that um, that that China that somebody in a lab there accidentally released this. Yes, thing. do you think that's possible? It, okay, let's say that did happen. Okay, either way, China locked down Wuhan. Okay, would not let. Any flights, uh, anybody in Wuhan, they locked them, they welded them in their fucking apartments. And they would, and they wouldn't, you couldn't fly anywhere to any part of China. But they let 8 million people fly all over to, to Italy, United States, and everywhere. Why did they do that? Because they wanted it to happen on purpose. Whether it escaped on purpose, 
or let's just say, let's go. I believe they, they, they let it out on purpose, but let's just say for assumption, it was an accident and it got out on purpose. They still released it on the world on purpose. They fucking locked down China. They knew how bad it was and they didn't lock it down to the rest of the world. Ask yourself why. Okay, we know why. Well, I think because, you know, you got China, a country of over a billion people, something like 15, 20 percent of our. And you tell me five, six thousand people died. I agree with you there. I agree with I agree with a lot of what you said here about the other points. And by the way, I'm a Democrat. I voted for Trump for a number of reasons. I think that how Biden was treating BLM, Biden should have been more about equality among man. Right. Fight for the working man, not not this identity politics. No Fight shit. For the working man. This is now. See, there you, you know? go. This what you just hit is exactly why I can't vote Democrat. It's not that I don't want to. I like. There's a lot of things on the left I like. Okay, but you hit it right on the nose. Every fucking thing out of the left is identity politics. Identity. Po- they say Trump's a divider and divided everybody. No, they divide everybody by race. Dude, Biden came out three days went into his presidency. He's like. We're going to make sure the black and Latinos get the fucking get the vaccine first. I'm like, really? You're going to fucking separate people by the color of their skin by who gets a virus first? I mean, give me these people are sick, man. And and all they're doing is yeah, doing yeah, that. Hopefully, you know, you just got to you got to stay positive. right? Yeah. You got to hope that the future will be good. Right. You know, America's been through the Great Depression. It's been right. through World War Two. But, they're, but they're doing War. it. I think that. When they say shit like that, they're doing it to, to, to make them think, people think that they give a fuck. They could give a fuck about anybody. Both sides could give a fuck about anybody. But when, but when they just sit there, whenever they start bringing up and bringing the identity politics in and black people and brown people die more from coronavirus, I'm like, give me a fucking break, okay? Like, the only reason why that could possibly be true is because we, is, is because the, the, uh, People, you know, we live in the most obese country in the fucking world. And, you know, what a black, uh, uh, African-Americans and Latinos, you know, they like to eat good, you know, and a lot of them are overweight. So it's got nothing to do with they're black or fucking Latino. It's fucking uh, obesity kills is the biggest killer in the coronavirus. So, right. And the the obesity is going to affect a lot of the inner city communities where a lot of those folks are are, they're getting fast food. And it's not. not Yes. So it's not. Yes, exactly. But when it, you know what I'm saying, you know. But whatever, it is what it is, man. Let's make the best of it. Who you like in the Super Bowl? Well, I uh, beginning of the year, I got the Chiefs at five and a half to one. Um, so I'm really pumped up about that. I just pit a little. I pit an insurance bet on the Buccaneers uh, today. So yeah. I I want the Chiefs to win. I I know Andy Reid, his son, got into some kind of a car accident. Yeah, I remember and that. And there's some trouble there. So I I wonder if that's going to affect. Uh, I don't know if it was his son. It was a linebacker coach. I don't know if his son was in the car or not. I think it was. I, I read. I remember seeing it was, it was an assistant coach. I could be wrong. Yeah, it was a, their linebacker there. coach, but uh, I don't know. There was two people in the car, so I don't. If, if it was Andy Reid's son, we would have heard about it. But uh, either way, uh, yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens. How about you? Who, who do you like? Who do you like, Mike? I mean, like I was. I, I mean, if they weren't, if they didn't lose their left and right tackle last week. I mean. I would have been. I'd have just fucking just unloaded on the fucking Chiefs, um, but the fact that they're at home. I mean, I just they got pass rushers. They were able. See, here's the thing: is is Green Bay lost their left tackle, and when the Rams weren't able to get to Rodgers, you said to yourself, "Okay, the loss of the left tackle is not going to affect Green Bay. Green Bay is going to win," which is why I took Green Bay against Tampa, right? But what we didn't realize is Aaron Donald was like at fifty percent. 
and that's why they couldn't get to fucking uh, why they couldn't get to Rogers. Uh, but when Tampa. Tampa was able to come right off and, and right right off where they were missing that left tackle and and Rodgers was got sacked six or seven times. So let me ask you something: They're missing as quick as Mahomes gets rid of that ball. They're missing a fucking All Pro, first fucking team All Pro left tackle and an All Pro right tackle. Um, I mean, it's and they have pass rushers. I mean. That's all I'm saying. I, I I just don't know if that if that you're gonna know in the first quarter. You'll know if that like literally in the right. first and by quarter. By the way, I'm looking right now at the New York Post. They they have actually reported it. It is Andy Reid's son who was involved in that. Oh, it was okay. Uh, wow. Yeah, it was. So hopefully that. I mean, hopefully nobody gets serious. Oh, his son is the linebacker. They just said his son is the linebacker coach. Interesting. Okay. So um. Right. Yeah. Should be a good game, man. Well, have a good weekend. Have a good Super yeah. Bowl Sunday. Appreciate you calling, man. Have a good one. All right. Thank you. Thank you so much for taking the time, Mike. God You're bless welcome. you. You have a good day. You got it. All right, man. We're two hours in, man. What's that? I'm not doing two more. They'll have to come back next week. We're two hours in. Guys, I'm sorry for the people who missed the calls this week. Uh, I got a bunch of things I got to do. Um, so, uh, and we had a two hour show. So, um, uh, we are uh, going to wrap it up. Episode 62 is in the books. A lot of good calls today. Um, next week, we're going to have a good guest on. We're going to take phone calls. Uh, everybody have a safe Super Bowl Sunday. Don't drink too much. Don't get COVID. Don't be at parties with too many people. Enjoy enjoy it with your loved ones. Have a great weekend. I think I'm betting Tampa. So that means everybody listening. Take the Chiefs. I'm 0-9. See you guys later. The Mouthpiece.